right, all right. Welcome back to a, another episode of our OG podcast. I'm Trey Lessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside the homie Brandon Ogden in the studio. What is up? What up? Let's get this bread. Uh, for any new fans tuning in, we are your ultimate source for all the conversations and reactions in the world of music, movies, TV, and sports. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is an R-rated Fun, informative pop culture podcast with all of our hot takes and opinions. As always, follow us on all the social media platforms. Check out our website. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're growing, and we want you to be along for the ride. We have a lot to get into today, so uh, let's get right into it. As always, we start off every podcast with our Shoot the Shit segment. This is where we uh, talk about any movies or TV shows that we've seen, albums or songs we've heard, or funny stories we'd like to tell since the last podcast, that's excluding any albums or movies or TV shows that we break down into detail in the following segments. So um, do you have anything right off the bat, or should I get yeah. it going? No, i got a couple. All right, things. let's hear it. What what, you, what you been uh, keeping entertained by so listening wise i finally listened to idk's album is he real okay and very weird right yeah it was just interesting it it I, gets you right away with the first uh track right yeah you're like damn that and 4200 choices was my favorite it's number okay. two on the album okay um no it was good it was just so short like it felt like right, right when i was getting into a song it ended right um but then it also felt like one big song kind of like right. it felt it like all, a continuation it, it all kind of flowed together so for sure it made sense why it, it was so short um easy listen i thought mm -hmm. um because did you of like reason did you like my only beef with the album is it like i i enjoy the theme i think it there are many layers to it for mm -hmm. how short it is but i think there it, it's almost like i don't want to say too detailed but like it's not surface level enough to like i feel like like you have to listen over and over to find like the intricacies and yeah. like you know what i'm saying yeah, that's like a good point i mean i could we, i don't want to we don't have to fully break down the album right now but like i i feel like made the major theme of of it is obviously is god real and then i feel like another layer to it is like the vices that play into his belief yeah. and for me especially with like the names of the songs a bunch of them are girls I think sex and girls are his vice. Mm -hmm. And then the porno song. I don't know. That's just kind of like what I took away yeah. from it. But no, I think that's right. Right? Like, yeah. But on the same level, like he doesn't outwardly tell you that. So on one right. hand, you could argue that's a cool thing yeah. because you have to pull from it for yourself. But I don't know. I like the album. Yeah, I it, think, was a, it was an interesting concept. Right. For and, sure. I, and I think another um, maybe like a sequel is because um, I follow him on Twitter and he was kind of teasing – that um, the order of the tracks, so the last letter in every track, mm -hmm. um, it says, see for yourself. So is he real? See for yourself. So the next album is supposedly going to be called See for Yourself. Okay. So maybe that's coming soon. Okay. Anything else? Uh, that's it for music. You that's got any music? Music-wise, um, music yeah, there's been a lot. I think we're going to try and break down Post Malone and Earth mm -hmm. Gang's album. But um, I have listened to uh, Wale's album, Wow, That's Crazy. Danny Brown, You Know What I'm Saying. I was going to talk about IDK as well, the Is He Real. Uh, the, I have two albums that are kind of underground. I literally press play randomly after seeing like hip-hop publications tweet about them, yeah. and that is Grip, 
with Snub Nose and Mavi, or Mavi, I don't even know how to say it, but uh, with Let the Sun Talk. Highly, highly, highly recommend. If you're a hip-hop guy, um, you're looking – this year has not been – I don't want to say that it hasn't been good because it's one of those years where you really have to dig in the crates. The, these are in the crates. You have to sift through the music to find the good music. I'm telling you, these are really good albums, so go check them out. Grip, Snub Nose, and Mavi, Let the Sun Talk. So – very fun. Very fun. All right. What uh, what do you have on the watching end? Yeah, so watching, um, trying to get, get back into things. So A Million Little Things was a show I watched last year. Right, Season right. two came out. So watching that, it's really good so far. Um, don't need to really talk about it. Sure. Um, and then I finally just finished season one of Succession. Ooh, bro. So I'm excited for season two. The good thing is I've avoided all spoilers, too, for season two. Okay, that's good. Because most people have been really – talking just like how crazy it is nothing yeah. like serious. like what actually happened yeah okay so besides I mean, kindle shitting his pants apparently yeah we, yeah i heard we'll talk that. we'll talk when when you're done yeah which shouldn't take too long right so all right so spoiler alert i kind of want to ask brandon how we feel so if you haven't watched succession and plan on it first of all i highly recommend it because it's the best fucking show on tv right now i'll straight up say that um Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it real quick. So what did you think of the ending? I told you it was a slow burner, and yeah, it was a really unique show because it was it has humor in the drama. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a drama, but there's funny. You told me about one of the funniest parts oh, that I kind of so hinted at to, to you. That shit had me dying, too. But uh, what did you think of the ending? The ending part left me like jaw on the floor. Yeah. With, right? With, like, with, holy shit. With uh, Kendall basically killing the kid. Not Right. He didn't kill the kid, uh, Essentially, though. Yeah, he walked away real quick. Uh, you feel like he's getting away with it, and then daddy always knows. Right. That like, scene was, was so, so perfectly done. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that scene was incredible. Right. It's just, uh, it's so beautifully written. It is. It's, uh, the theme of it hits home, and I, I, I just, I feel for Kendall. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, man. It's also one of those shows that every character I, it's kind of like the office where every character has a role and and does such a perfect job at that role right um that it's just casted perfectly yeah. and that, i feel like that's what succession is too like every character there's not a bad character like there's some characters you don't like but that's how the show's designed right like, to me connor's fucking annoying <laughs> wait till like, see next season but like he plays it perfectly. Like, yeah. like he plays it with no shame. Like he goes for it. like I, I think all of the actors and actresses have done a phenomenal job and um Who's your favorite of, character? I think we talked about this, but tell the fans. Um Greg is hilarious. Greg is great. I obviously love Kendall. Kendall and, probably has to be my favorite, but yeah. I think everyone on Twitter like is their favorite is Greg. Yeah. So. Greg's hilarious. And then um Roman uh, cracks me up too, though I have to yeah. say he's and fucking weird. But husband Tom, Tom cracks. Yeah, Tom Tom's cracks funny. me up. He's such a weird dude. Yeah. It's hilarious for sure, for sure. It's a it's an amazing show. If you haven't seen it, like I said, highly recommend. So uh, Succession. Um, any anything else you got? That's probably most of what I've been watching. Okay, okay. Um, so Watchmen just premiered last Sunday. Uh, are you going to try and watch this one? Yeah, I'd like to. It's I have a couple others I need to get through yeah, first. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I th- I really enjoyed it. I think it has uh, enormous potential. Um, with this, I, I want to kind of bring up a couple things. I have this crazy idea for because um, Warner Brothers owns um, HBO, right? Mm-hmm. So I, have, I had this crazy idea because Watchmen is technically a part of the DC universe in yeah. a sense. 
Um, it's a graphic novel in the DC banner. It has nothing to do with like they Batman did a movie and shit. too. They did a movie, and it, they're not really connected. Maybe they eventually will be. Yeah. I don't know if I ever actually saw the full movie, but um, anyway, this like this came to me last night. And I'm like, damn, do you think this would work? And I want to ask you if it would. So, especially with how the success of Joker, and we're gonna kind of recap and talk about a theory later, but. I got to thinking because of the success for Joker and how dark it is and everything, it seems like fans gravitate, especially with DC, more towards dark and grounded. Um, do you think th- that like a Batman or like a DC series on HBO would be successful? Yeah. I think it would be really fucking cool, right? Like it could be, it could be TVMA. It, it could be dark. It could be you know, gritty and written beautifully and they'd have character development to grow because it's a TV series. I just think it would be really cool. The only problem is the budget. I feel like, I mean, superheroes, especially with Batman, they're expecting like these big fucking production right. values. But that's why you keep it grounded. I agree. And then the budget's not as big. I agree. I, I, I think the it'd only, be really cool. Yeah, the only problem I see is you saw the Netflix shows really didn't do that great. And most of that was because Marvel really didn't do like a full backing behind those like they're going to do with the Disney Plus shows. So it'd be something that DC would have to put kind of the full backing under um, to make it truly like work. Another hump they would have to, you know, go over is the fact that not everyone has HBO. Yeah. You know, but I, I think HBO is the platform where that could be successful. I would really be interested in something like that. I haven't I haven't really seen anybody talk about that, so I kind of yeah. wanted to bring. That I'd be up. more curious to see if HBO would be willing to do that rather than DC, because I could see HBO being like, "No, we have enough ideas. Like, we don't need right. a superhero type that's, show." And that's fair. So that leads me to my next HBO question, along with the Watchmen. So obviously, Game of Thrones was kind of HBO's big IP. Yeah. Like it. It if if you think HBO, you think Game of Thrones. Right. So obviously, Game of Thrones is done now. Yeah. So now the question is, what's going to be HBO's next Game of Thrones? So a lot of people probably would say Westworld. Yeah. Now the only the only problem with Westworld is it seems to be on this rotation where they drop it a year, or they take a year off for production because production's so big. They drop it a year, they take off a year. So I don't know if that type of show can replace a Game of Thrones where you're waiting for it year after year and the theories and the podcasts and all that. Like, granted, I I do think Westworld, in terms of production value, in terms of popularity, I think it could replace Game of Thrones. But I'm I'm asking, do you think that a, a show like Watchmen could be as big as Game of Thrones? And there's another one that I would throw in the in the mix, and that is His Dark Materials. It hasn't premiered yet. It premieres in November. It appears to have some something to do with like animals, and that would be like the CGI aspect of it. I just think that could have something. The only yeah. thing I would say with that is that premieres on a Monday. HBO has always had their big, big, big shows on Sundays. Yeah. So maybe they're putting all their chips into this Watchmen show instead of the his dark materials. I just want to hear what you think about all that. So are you just talking straight from like a production value? Cuz no. cuz to me like I think Succession it's not as big as, and you can throw as in Game Succession. of Thrones but, right. but I think that's that's it right now. Like I think 
the way like the buzz around succession and how popular it's really gained and you especially see it more so from season two than you did in season one mm-hmm. um that it kind of feels like it could be a successor to game of thrones from like a similar rating standpoint sure. obviously you're not the budget's nowhere near and yeah and it doesn't have all not. to do with production value i'm just talking in turn like normally you can equate production value to and like production costs like the more expensive normally the more popular right i i, I could it's not a study it's no science it's behind that it's just a, you know kind of my theory but su- succession is amazing it's very critically acclaimed but I just to play devil's advocate, it did. I did see something come out today, a headline that said that Watchmen's ratings and views surpassed Succession j- based on the premiere. Yeah, this is the biggest premiere since Westworld. Yeah, so. premieres are tough though because sometimes you watch something and then you you don't watch Go it away. again. So right. let's see if it has staying power yeah. for a full season. Um, Westworld, the only like doubt i have about it and i've only seen like an episode or two mm-hmm. is it can just be so damn confusing oh it is and complex it's definitely complex sometimes i think it's just over some people's head right and honestly i don't know if you want to watch a show like like, to, like that for broad appeal mm-hmm. that's not always a great thing i mean i fuck with it but i could definitely see how yeah. someone you know would be turned off by that any anything else you're watching? No, I don't think so i was gonna say succession um power is honestly i haven't like this is the final season for power and it is going out with a fucking bang. Um, and I haven't remembered a show that's gone out kind of on this level in a long time. So um, it's, I don't think it's rumored at this point. I think it's real. Uh, I think there's 15 episodes and next week is the mid season point. So it's going to be wild. Uh, the deuce I've been watching rhythm and flow the kind of have you heard about this? Yep. It's the rapper was competition. Chance, on there, right? Chance Cardi B, Ti. It's pretty pretty interesting. Brandon's gonna sneeze. Bless him. <laughs> Bless you times one or times two. Just one right now. Just one. Okay. All right. Um, the Irishman is playing. Well, did, you, in Des did you give up on the gemstones yet? I kind of did. Yeah, it's still recorded. I need, I I can't decide if I'm gonna get back into it or not. I'll probably end up like binging it. I just yeah, same. I don't know. I I kind of just stopped watching. To same. be honest with you, same. It's okay. It just yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But the Irishman. We've yes. been, I've been talking about this movie for fucking years. It is finally. I had a Twitter campaign going to play in Des Moines. I'd like to think that part of that <laughs> had to do with it coming to Trey the morning, brought it home, baby. But it is playing in Fleur Cinema on Veterans Day. I have the day off. I can't fucking wait. Do you <laughs> not have the day off? I don't know. Okay. I'll have to look. I'll be honest with you. If you don't have the day off, I may go see it in the fucking morning. <laughs> and then if you want to go see it at night, I will devote a full day to the Irishman. I'm just going to do an eight-hour work shift at <laughs> Fleur Cinema. Right. Right. But uh, I'm so excited for this movie. Three and a half hours long. It's going to be wild. Um, then we have some kind of personal stories that we don't have to like really get into it, but we both went to a wedding this past weekend. We just a fuck shout out to the Millers. Shout out to the Millers. It was a blast. I, I had a good time. I was dancing with a bag on my head by myself yep. for five minutes and yeah, it was a nice prank. That should be your go-to at the club. Yeah. Just put a bag bring, on my head. Bring a brown, brown paper right, bag. Right. You guys could, I'd have all the homies like get a circle. Yeah. All eyes are on me. Like, yeah. You don't even know it. Right, I could do all my dance moves. I was pulling, I was running out of my dance moves, man. <laughs> yeah. I was pulling everything you, you, out of the bag. You cooked probably five or six different I, times. I cooked. I did. I do a Dougie. 
I know I did. Have. I know I did a Pulp Fiction. I did. I tried to do a, a Leo from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> that was uh, good, one. good, good fucking times. Um, I also was at Emily Weiss now Kadich's wedding. That was a good time. And then you went to Vegas. Do I you want to? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, or you got you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, I lost a shit ton of money. Right. Um. No, I got a couple. You bet good, the mortgage. I, I got a couple good stories. Not quite close. Okay. Um, so we were supposed to leave Friday morning, six a.m. All right. Uh, Thursday night, me, college buddy, girlfriend, go out, get way too drunk. Supposed to wake up at four a.m. to make this six a.m. flight. Shit. Fall asleep according to my watch at three thirty. <laughs> so nailed it. Uh, woke up at seven thirty. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Called, no help, had to buy a one-way flight. So then it's a perfect day in Kansas City, sunny, beautiful. Uh, It's where we flew out of. Um, We're getting ready to board, and all of a sudden, a hailstorm starts. Shit. Like, just crazy storm. We get delayed a couple hours. We miss our connecting flight in L.A., so we had to sleep on the floor at LAX. Met some crazy old white dude that was with us. And he was, like, following us around, smoking in the airport, <laughs> just dropping cigarettes left and right. Uh, even though every 30 seconds, the intercom would be like, no, smoking in the LAX airport. <laughs> um, no fucks given. Yeah. Uh, ended up paying for his Uber drive to th- from the airport to his hotel somehow, mm-hmm. even though he told us he had a limo picking him up. He lied. Um, <laughs> met another old white dude that was freaking loaded that bought us a bunch of stuff. Um Bought my my buddy Cam a lot more than he bought me because I I I, re- I retired a little earlier than 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 uh, the single man did. But uh, no, it was, it was a good time. I was uh, Saturday morning. If Texas A and M would have covered um, the spread, I would have won eight grand on my first bet. I did a nineteen parlay, went eight and one. It was really disappointing. Damn so, man, um, that would have been wild. That would have been a good start. Oh would have been a good start. Would you have been done? No, hell no. I probably would have blown the rest of the eight grand there. Jesus, um, what a degenerate. But yeah, uh, it was a good time. It was fun. Hell yeah, I still my bank account's still trying to recover though. Right. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, my second cousin and they're planning a. I am apparently going to be an usher in the wedding. I think I told you that. But they're planning a bachelor party for Vegas, and I haven't been. So yeah, it'll be be wild. It'll be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, that is our shoot the shit segment. Let's finally get into the good stuff. We're going to start off with a little bit of movies and TV. Uh, It's been a while since our last podcast, so we have a shit ton to talk about. So, warning, this is probably going to be another long podcast. So, uh, thank you for strap in. Thank you for sticking with with us ahead of time. We're going to start with Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker trailer just dropped last night on monday night football hit the internet we're star wars fans so we got to talk about it um we're gonna break it down then we're gonna kind of give our takes and uh kind of ponder some questions and give our expectations so um right real quick did you see i think the trailer got like a million views on twitter yeah, and it, then yeah. um it broke the avengers endgame oh really like uh pre-sale shit for wow. tickets yeah you did send me that yeah that's that's crazy i mean it's yeah. it's the end of an era so yeah man it's gonna is it even gonna touch avengers if I it's mean, good enough it'll get close i think yeah 
I fucking hope so, man. It'll be. I'm nervous though. Yeah, we'll talk. I'm about nervous it. for Star we'll Wars. Talk. Okay, uh, so the first thing we see in the trailer is Ray running with her lightsaber and jumping. She's using the force as she jumps. Uh, th- this trailer is heavily uh, narrated. There's a lot yeah. of voiceover. We first hear her. No, no, no. Excuse me. We Finn. first hear Finn. Right. That's what you said. He said it's an instinct, a feeling. The force brought us together. And then does he say we're not alone? I don't know. No, that's Poe. Po, that's when Poe po goes. Okay, so he says we're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. Uh, we then see a bigger group of what I am going to assume is resistance mm-hmm. fighters. I I noticed that Lando was in there. Poe was in there. Finn was in there. Rose. Rose was in there. That's a yeah. We didn't know if she was going to be coming back, so she is coming back. Uh, Chewbacca was there. Um, we then see uh, Ray on what looks like a, shim- a sinking sh- tank ship sort of thing. Uh, she has her blue lightsaber and says, uh, people keep telling me they know me. No one does. We then see Kylo Ren emerge from the waves of the sinking ship with his red lightsaber, and he says, but I do. I just can't get over his voice. I think his voice sounds dumb in these movies. Really? Yeah. It's not badass enough. But I do. He, you know, he may have a, a weird voice, but he is a fucking good actor. He can act in these other, like other types of movies. I'm really yeah, excited I think for he was, Marriage I, Story. I, I still, th- I think he was a miscast. He's a good actor. No, though. no, no. I, I just, I agree. I agree. He's a good actor, but I. You just wanted a more I, badass. Yeah, he's guy. Not, he's not. He's not what I was looking for. Okay. Well, he may not be evil at the end of this movie, so we, we're going to get into we'll that. See. But. Uh, so he says, but I do. Uh, and then we see what looks like Palpatine's throne in this like weird rock formation type mm-hmm. thing. And people are talking about that. Um, this is like what they call canon. Like it's been in other things. I don't know if it's comics or something. Um, but he says, long have I waited. And now you're coming together. Um, we then, uh, we're assuming he's talking about Kylo Ren and Ray, right? I or? don't think Kylo. I think it's Ray, Finn, Poe, the Resistance so, in general so would be my he, guess. When he does, um, when he does, come on, really? When he does, sorry, uh, say that we. It's cut to the visual of them walking into the Millennium Falcon. So that's why you think. That's why you think it's yeah. gonna. He's talking about them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, we so like I said, we see Ray, Chewie, Poe, Finn boarding the Millennium Falcon. We also hear Palpatine say, "It's your undoing." So I I don't know. I kind of got the vibe that he was taught like it was kind of a trick photography type thing where you see that whole cast of people. But I kind of thought after watching it one time that um, he was talking about Kylo Ren and Ray coming together. Especially because you see them fighting. Granted, they may actually be fighting or maybe they're coming together. That's something that we're going to have to wait and see. Um, going on, we see C-3PO. He's getting worked on by a new creature. I don't remember the name of the creature. It's I don't uh, think they... Something Bobo weird. Vic or something like that. Yeah, something weird. Um, Poe asks C-3PO, what's he doing? And he says... What you said is the corniest part of the trailer. So corny. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> that's that's Star Wars for you. But uh, so I'll keep going. Then we'll ask these questions. We then see Ray and Kylo Ren taking swings with their lightsabers at something together. 
Um, is that Darth Vader's mask? Question mark. I think it might be. Um, I think that they could have saved that for the movie and not revealed that, but whatever. But uh, yeah, okay. We'll yeah, keep we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, keep yeah. going and then we'll do the questions. Um, we then see another kind of fight. What looks like a it's going to be a fight scene between Ray and Kylo Ren. And then we hear more voiceover, and it's Luke and Leia, which was probably the coolest part. And they just basically basically say, the Force will be with you. And then Leia says, always. So that kind of feels like they're going to be Force ghosts. That leads but Leia's in the movie. Leia's, Leia's in the movie. Leia so filmed her stuff. Right. No, she's definitely in the movie. But I just got the vibe that because she said that, and it felt like it was too Ray. That maybe I mean she's gonna die in the movie, right? We would as- maybe yeah. assume, and then does she become a force ghost? So Probably. all all questions we're gonna ask. So let's let's go through and kind of ask these questions. So um, first of all, let's get to the Palpatine thing. So you think he's talking about Ray, Chewie, Poe, and Finn coming together, and it's their downfall. I think it's Ray and Kylo Ren coming together that that's their downfall. Um, yeah, what do we what do we think here? Why do you think it's them that's going to be their downfall? I guess. I don't know. It's hard. It's I hard. I guess it's hard to like, say because we don't know. Fucking I don't see the think movie. Like that's going to be an actual quote in the movie, like, right? Like, a lot of this seems like it was just like for the trailer. Like yeah, maybe the narration isn't going to even be in the movie. Yeah. Which I don't know if I really like. Like I, I, I'm a big fan of voiceover. I, I personally think if any of the narration is going to be in it, it's going to be the Luke and the Leia at the end saying the force will always be with you. Like their force goes talking to Ray or something. I can maybe see that, but some of the other stuff like the Palpatine, it felt like, I don't know. I just felt kind of fake. Yeah. Which I don't know if they're going to do that to pump up the trailer. Cool. I mean, I don't know. Um, let me ask another thing with the C3PO. He says, taking one last look at my friends, why is it one last look? What do yeah, you think? Because I think they're about there? to go fight Palpatine. That's why I, that'd be another reason why I think it's Palpatine's talking about the resistance. Is I think they're all together. They're going to find Palpatine, and so that's why Palpatine says that because they're all together. And then that's why three PO. Okay, is three PO going to sacrifice himself? Damn, that'd be deep. Um, do you think that this Palpatine will loop? the prequels into these movies? Well, I'm just confused. Not confused. I guess one of my big questions is what what kind of Palpatine are we getting? Like a physical? Yeah. Are we getting like a metaphysical? Like, right. Was he Cause we, super, super old? Because like, I don't think we've had a force, uh, like a dark side force ghost. No. Right? So is that what we're going to get with Palpatine? No. I don't know. I don't know. That That is a good question. I mean, yeah. we can't answer that, the yeah, question, that's, that's but it's a good the, question to ask. That's one of the biggest questions I think going in is what what what, what is Palpatine going to even look like? Right, right. And how is Palpatine alive? Because last we saw, he was thrown down a shoot. Exactly, later, exactly. So. And if he has been alive, why haven't we seen him in any of these movies yet so far? What if, here we go, what if Snoke was Palpatine's, like, like design? Like, he was, like, a... Like a Very well could be. Like, I don't know how to say it, but, like... He was using him as like himself, know. but like, pro- like yeah. projected or yeah. something. Yeah, I could see something like that. I mean, maybe not to that exact extent, but yeah, I could see there being a. I could easily see there being a connection between Palpatine and Snoke. I don't know how. Obviously, Snoke got trained by someone, right? And I just I cannot believe that Snoke died that easily yeah, and has bullshit. nothing to do with nothing. And we still haven't seen anything from Maz. 
right. That was my like most intriguing character in the yeah. Force Awakens, and they did away with like. Um, yeah, they have so many questions to wrap up. Yeah. Plus, they're bringing in these new characters like Lando and uh, the one bounty hunter girl who, from the Americans, uh, Carrie Russell. She's yeah. she's in it. I don't think we even saw her in the trailer, but no. she's in it. She's in the poster. Yeah. So we're getting these new characters, but yet they still have so many questions to answer. So that's what makes me a little nervous about this movie. Um, another question, um, I think maybe one of the biggest questions is, especially after watching this trailer, is Ray and Kylo Ren, are they going to team up? Are they going to are they just fighting each other? Um, what do you think here? Like I think another big question is like the redemption of Kylo Ren. That's a big theory. Um, a lot of people don't want that. It's too predictable. Do you see that happening that he's gonna go good? Um, do you think Ray's going bad? We see in the in this other trailer that we got earlier, we saw her with the red lightsaber that looked like a Darth Maul looking thing. There's just so many what yeah. ifs, you know. There's no way that they're gonna have Ray turn bad. If she does, it's gonna be for like a scene. Like, I, like I just that's unbelievable to me. Right. If, if they try to force her to be some bad guy, there um, have been theories of clones too. Yeah, which I don't. I mean, um, that could work. The Kylo one is a little bit more perplexing. Um, I think it's going to be similar to what we've seen in the previous ones where he flirts with the good side or with, like, the, the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, he keeps going back to the dark side out of fear. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just end up killing him. or like Kylo I don't, Ren? Yeah. Like, okay. I, I don't see him being some heroic figure at the end. But okay. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean... There's so or, or he like kills Palpatine, but in the process he also dies, similar to like how Vader died. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like if they go that route specifically, it'll get backlash with, oh, it's just copying the last movie. Yeah, that's what JJ did. Right. Right. The first and, time. I mean, I I think JJ wants to stand out. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many routes they can go, and I know uh, Mark Hamill on Twitter had this big long hashtag the other day about how a new uh, this era ends but a new one begins so that leads me to think like it's going to be an open-ended ending so I don't know there's just so many different questions that we have um, uh, the trailer overall did you like it did you not like it what what do you think uh, let me just say this um, it is sad there's nothing better than the anticipation of a Star Wars trailer right like I, I know we're going to get a lot more Star Wars, but, like, the Skywalker saga is just such a piece of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you've grown up with it for so long. I compare it to, like, a Harry Potter or um, kind of, like, the big Marvel team-up movies. Right. Where that anticipation of just, like, seeing stuff for the first time is so awesome. When, they, when you hear the music and, like, the silence and then see the Lucasfilm, like, there's not a better feeling. Hell, yeah. Like, it just... <laughs> The crowd goes wild yeah, for that just, one second. It gets me like going, and so um, it, it's just kind of sad that like we're never going to see another big time Star Wars trailer like that again. Um, right. So that's number one. Number there will two, be more Star Wars. Though, no, coming. I know, but, but I mean, like, no, the Skywalker not to the scale saga of the Skywalker saga. Right. Um, number two is it really doesn't matter what what they do. Every trailer Star Wars has ever had is always really good. Um, I do think of the new trilogy and even the, the prequels, this is probably the weakest one um, from a true trailer standpoint. Um, there wasn't anything in there that like 
at the end shock when Leia value. says forever. That's the that's coolest really part cool. in my mind. Yeah. Um, but nothing nothing really we never we didn't learn anything from this trailer. We didn't get any type of reveal. Um they're playing their cards very close to the vest, which I respect. Yeah, I like I, 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 I actually it. appreciate that. I do too. But but I wanted like something. Like something and, and to get you fired up yeah, a little bit. To get to get me going a little bit. Like in the last one it was Emperor Palpatine's laugh at the right, very end. Right, like right. that was incredible. Yep. Um I don't know what they could have done, but it, it just felt like it was just a little bit short of like the big buzz. Right. And I don't know. I'm a huge fan of voiceover. I just think maybe for the trailer they relied on it too heavily. Yeah, it was pretty much all voiced over. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um it's a different way of going about it. I, like you said, I think they're – I don't know if they're hiding something, but they're maybe waiting for the big reveal for the movie. And I genuinely respect that. Yeah, I, I'm the type of guy who – don't don't even give me a trailer. Just give me the fucking movie. Like, I know that's never going to happen, but um, I would rather you keep your secrets for the movie. Don't reveal them in the trailer. Um that's just, yeah, it is what it is. You know what would have been really cool? What I think someone should do sometime is just play like the first 15 seconds or first 30 seconds of the movie as your trailer. And like then everybody, like everybody a, would be like, holy shit. Imagine then, like a big franchise film like Endgame or something doing like doing that where it's like, here's your fist, first 30 seconds. Yeah, that's a risky ass move though. I don't know. That, there's like, a think lot. About, so like think about... Um, um, Endgame, mm-hmm. or uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, or no, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> think Third about, time's a charm. Think about Captain... Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's funny as hell. It was Captain Marvel. Is Captain what I was Marvel, going for. okay. So think about the last credit scene where she shows up to uh, Avengers Tower um, and like meets with the guys, and she's like, where's Fury? Right. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if that was their trailer for... Endgame. Yeah, that'd be wild. Wouldn't that have been dope? That would have been wild. And they're all there. Yeah. Like, seeing Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it has to be specific where it's a direct continuation. Um, Yeah, there's just a lot of factors that go in. But, yeah, look at you. Get get on a marketing team or something, you know what I'm saying? Brandon's ready looking, so shout out. Um, All right, so obviously I think it's fair to say we're both excited for this movie, but the big question is do you believe that it will live up to expectations? Do you have faith in J.J. Abrams? Yeah, it's hard because I think expectations are all over the place for everybody. Um, I think Last Jedi, to a large number of Star Wars fans, really rubbed people the wrong way, so the expectations aren't great. Some people um, really liked Last Jedi but didn't care for Force Awakens because it was basically a – a reboot of um, New Hope. New Hope. So, I, I think I think expectations are kind of all over the place. Um, I will say the people that have been close to the project, um, they're fucking pumping it, man. Um, they're mm-hmm. talking about how good it is, how incredible it is. So that gives me excitement. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things. Like uh, I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest to keep my expectations down to Same. not read into anything. Like, and it's hard. Be measured. You it's know, hard. like this is it. Um, it's hard because, like, you want to compare it to Marvel and Endgame. Yes. Right? Like, this is the end of kind of the era. This is the end of the saga, similar to Endgame being the end of the Avengers, basically. Right. Whereas uh, Endgame just did it so fucking perfectly. Exactly. And it just, like, exceeded already high expectations. So you're hoping that Star Wars does that. I just, a part of me 
is nervous because, like we said, there's so many questions to be answered. There's continuity problems. There's just so many things that could go wrong. I am praying and I'm really hoping that they do get it right. I'm just nervous. Yeah. But I am excited. And I think some of it is we just care about it so much. Right. I mean, this has been in everybody's lives for 40-plus years right. that so many people are invested in this, have cared about this, that – you genuinely just want them to end it right. Like mm-hmm. you want them to do justice for the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Um, and so you're just nervous and that, that's how I am. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous. Like I know I, I don't even know what my expectations are other than just like, just get it right. Please don't screw please this up. God. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Star Wars coming in December. I'm sure we'll have a lot more, uh, look ahead and, All right, and that was our uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker trailer breakdown. Uh, Can't wait. Hopefully it lives up. All right, we're going to move into some Joker talk. We both went to go see it. I've seen the movie twice. Um, This is, for me, one of the darkest movies that I've seen in a really fucking long time. Um, Just a lot of thoughts surrounding it. If you haven't watched our Unfiltered Cinematics movie review instant uh, reaction movie review go check it out i think it's 30 minutes long we have a lot to say about it um, so go check that out we're not going to fully break the movie down but i do want to recap it briefly and talk about one specific theory um, after kind of letting it settle a little bit for you brandon do you have any thoughts that we really didn't talk about or that you want to reiterate not that we didn't talk about it because we did touch on it but i think the one thing i really want to highlight is it doesn't like the more I think about it, it doesn't feel like a Joker movie to me as much as a mental health movie. That right. They just stuck the Joker. I think you mean more so a superhero movie. Like it's not like it's not a comic movie. No, but, I'm, it, but it's, I'm ta- it's a mental health movie. It's a dark ass Oscar probably worthy movie that just happens to be, you know, the Joker. But is I'm also in talking it. specifically about the Joker because. When you think about the Joker as a character, he's always been such a like a plotter, a schemer. He's right. always three steps ahead. The, yeah. And so like this thing, it just felt like everything he just kind of like fell into and yeah. he didn't even really know it. It's more so society makes the Joker. That's this take on yeah. the Joker. Yeah. But like that just doesn't feel like a Joker movie. Okay. Um and so like I've thought about that a lot and like, if I really consider, like, did Joaquin Phoenix, do you play the Joker, or did he just play a guy who had mental health problems? Uh, I mean, that's kind of a layered question. I think, I mean, obviously, I think the main plot and the main theme of this movie is mental health. Um, there are a bunch of subcategories, like guns and rich versus the poor and, you know, funding for mental health, other stuff like that. But, um, I, I mean, I, I keep going back to, I think like all those things make the joke, make walking Phoenix, the Joker. Yes. I see what you're saying as like the Heath Ledger Joker. He was like scheming and we didn't know his origin and, um, he is just more of a badass. This Joker is the complete opposite. Um, he's just, yeah, he, he just society made him and, uh, like I like I said in the unfiltered Cinemax, I think it's a underdog story a little bit. As I said in the unfiltered Cinematics, in no way am I saying that if you 
if life if life excuse, if yeah. life fucks you, it does not give you an excuse to get a gun and start killing people and glorifying that. But it just felt like like nothing was going right for uh, Arthur Fleck in this movie, and you can only get pushed so far. I feel like I don't know. It just it was very dark, very deep yeah. to me. A lot of layers peeling back the onions on this one. I don't know. I, I it's it, that's kind of a layered question. I don't know. I I just enjoyed it straight up. Like. There's a lot of people who hate it. So let me ask you this. If you were to go, like, after kind of pondering it for this long, however many weeks it's been, do you would, you, would your score have gone down? I think just a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Just a little bit. Do you think any less of his performance? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Just the movie itself. I'm not itself. taking anything away from Joaquin Phoenix because he absolutely killed it. He right. was incredible. Right. Um, it's just more so, like, did did they did they throw the joke like this is this is the question that that I think needs asked okay did they throw the Joker character onto this movie to make more money okay because like to me I I like I still just don't see him as a like the comic book like character like arc of the Joker you know that's a and really get, good question and i get like they wanted to do a different twist right they wanted to give backstory which like the joker's never really gotten but like again the, like i just let me let me let me say it this way so the way you're saying it and i'm not saying that you're saying this but the way like this would be the argument is they first thought of the movie like the plot line of all right we have this guy he's mentally ill society treats him like shit um, nothing goes right in his life. Society kind of creates him and makes him more crazy, and he goes he goes full killer basically. Mm-hmm. I think they pulled from a lot of movies in this. Uh, Taxi Driver, uh, Kings of Comedy. Yeah. They they got a lot of inspiration, and I think for that argument. So they thought of all that first, and then they said, "All right, so now we have to make it. Um, we have to make it." What, what's the DC word I'm looking for? What, no, basically. I was gonna say we have to make we have to put ass in the seats. So let's let's try and get the rights and make this a DC comic movie. Let's 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 do this as the Joker. That's that's that way of thinking. Yeah. I personally do think they're like, all right, this is the way I think that probably the thought process went. They're like, all right, I want to make a Joker movie. I think the Joker was the first thought. Then they thought, all right, I want to do a new twist on the Joker. So then they started pulling inspiration from those movies and Martin Scorsese. And then they – so I think the Joker came first. Then they kind of looped everything in. I don't know. It's – I get what you're saying. I just – I think – If you take so – Because to me, if you take out the Wayne family plot, which played a role – Probably, I'd say it played a heavy role because. Uh, but you, could, I, but, I would, but, I would but, call him the villain. Maybe. That, but can we make that movie without the Wayne family? Couldn't we just have it be another well, rich politician? Well, yeah, the I mean, totally, thing? totally. But the fact it was Joker that kind of played in. Right, but I'm saying if you were to but take yeah, that you part could, out, but you could take not, away the Wayne name. Right, then right. It, then it's just a movie. Like to me, it, it's not. I, it didn't I, have to be a right. DC movie, is what right. you're saying. Right. I think it's closer to like an actual movie than a, like a comic book type movie. Okay, and that's fair. That's fair. I definitely could see that. Um, 
yeah, I I don't know. I was a fan. Uh, it's oh, one of the, I was too. It's one of those it. movies where like it, I'm not like always in the gonna be in the mood for it. Like, hey, let's go watch the fucked up dark yeah, ass show. I told my I told a guy I work with that's a big comic book fan. I was like, literally, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, like I don't know. I honestly, honestly, got I don't know if I will. Yeah, I don't know what mood I'm in where I'm like. Yeah, let me throw on the joke. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's like an Oscar winning type of movie. I don't know if it'll be best picture, but I think Joaquin Phoenix at least deserves a nom. We talked about it in our uh, unfiltered cinematics. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of, and I'm not saying you missed the point, but I think a lot of people out there who hated this movie, I think they kind of missed the point. I think they saw. He got a gun, he got shitted on, and that gave him the right to fucking kill people and glorified that. Yeah, they thought it was satanic. Right, and I, I don't, I think they missed the point of this. I, I think, honestly, I read, I don't know if you follow, or you don't even have Instagram. So, uh, Josh Brolin, who plays like Thanos and uh, Cable and Deadpool, yeah, he had this really, really long post about this movie. And I don't know it word for word, I don't have it up in front of me, but uh, it was something along the lines of, if you've ever... This is a movie about a, a dude who's been through so much trauma. And to sit there and enjoy it, you have to have gone through something traumatic in your life. And so it's more so like if you feel his pain, you feel his pain. Like if you haven't, then you're probably not going to like this movie. I just thought I'm, maybe I'm not saying it right to yeah. Josh's interpretation of how he wants me to say it. But and I don't have the post in front of me, but so if you have if you have Instagram, go check out Josh Brolin's post on it. Um, I thought it was beautifully said, and I don't know. It's just it's a different take on the movie. It's dark, and like I said in the unfiltered cinematics, I think it all comes down to be a good fucking person. You don't know what everybody's going through, so just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> the the only other thing that like I would bring it down for is I feel like De Niro was a bit of a miscast. Really. Yeah. I liked him. No, I, I really liked him. Also, I don't know. I, I don't know if um, maybe we're maybe I put it later in the podcast. But Martin Scorsese. So remember when this movie was first announced? Yeah, we can loop it with the De Niro. Sorry to kind of no, like go, ahead, go off track. I know where you're going. Yeah. So when, when this movie was first announced, it was rumored that Martin Scorsese had a role in this movie, not a, a role in the movie, but making the movie. Which and people were thinking <laughs> he made all the other yeah movies. i mean the homage came from him basically but um people were thinking like oh he's going to be an executive producer so it came out when this movie was kind of buzzing when it first dropped that he was going to direct this movie which i think is fucking crazy yeah and then he shit it all over comic book movies we're, we'll get to that um, we'll, we'll get to that but no the reason i feel so they they obviously casted de niro because all of the movies that this pays homage to yeah. has De Niro. Yep. Taxi so, Driver, Kings right, of Comedy. Right. So that's why they casted him. But like to think of like De Niro's not who I would cast as like a Johnny Carson type. Murray. Murray. I love yeah, how he says like, that. Like man. the way he tries to like even like dance and stuff. Like that's just not De Niro. I don't know. I'm a I'm gonna respectfully disagree. I think I don't know. I think he's kind of a dick because his role was supposed to be like the late night comedy guy who shits on Arthur even more. He brings him on. He's supposed to be Arthur's idol, but yet he's shitting on him and making fun of him. Basically, um, the the dancing aspect, yeah, I get that. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a huge De Niro guy, so yeah, no, I like I, I like De Niro too. I just I, they could have gotten someone. 
else. I think. All right, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Who would you cast there? Then? I don't know. You could have casted any Jimmy Kimmel looking dude in Hollywood. Okay. Name a hundred. Leo Di- Leo DiCaprio. No, he's too big. He's okay. too big for that okay. role. It would have to be someone like someone older than. Someone a little bit older, like even like a Paul Rudd type or something like that. Like, uh, I don't you're know. Tell me, Paul Rudd doesn't look like a late night comedy host. No, he host. does. Think but, of Fallon. Uh, think I of Kimmel. Picture him in that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was just someone that came. Yeah, in. I know. I mean, there's probably better people, but right. uh, the only time that it felt like De Niro really carried this, like any of the scenes, was the final interview. That De Niro. Killed it in that final scene when he kept everything the wild rolling. Ass and fucking stuff. scene, bro. I was yeah. so shook, but um, <laughs> it just felt like a bit of a miscast to okay. me. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, let's see here. Is that all you have? For- oh yeah, we got to talk about the fucking theory. Um, let me see here. Where are we at? Okay. Um, yeah. So there's one main theory that I really like to discuss. Um, that I've seen a lot. So Ar- when Arthur. Th- Arthur Fleck, excuse me, gets his mom's file from Arkham. Um, the hallway appears to be grimy, dirty, almost yellow, right? Have you heard this theory? Yeah. Okay. So in the end, when Arthur is seeing the therapist, the hallway, see the, the same hallway, what we're led to believe is the same hallway at least, appears to be clean and pure white. So the theory is, now we don't know if this is real. This is just a theory. But we got to discuss it. Could this mean everything happened within Arthur's head? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And so Todd Phillips, the guy who um, directed, it. directed it, has basically left everything open for interpretation. Right. And I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. He, he's not saying either way. Um, it makes sense because he, he, he like daydreams or makes up so much of the stuff. Like think of all the stuff with Zazie Beats. Yeah. All of that stuff. He like so it makes make up sense. in his head. Um, we do get the the uh visual of him in like the psychiatric ward um at the beginning member so i was gonna say that so if you like remember that that's also white right so maybe he's like going like like a stream of consciousness type thing where yeah, the, yeah so i could so i could see i could definitely see it like kind of locked up the whole movie right and he's just making all this up in his head that wouldn't surprise me would you if that let's say top phillips comes out and says that does that make you like or dislike this movie any more or less dislike um you would dislike that yeah okay just because like the like making things up in your head or like having a dream is like the laziest type of writing right so like i my my go-to with this is always uh no country for old men okay don't know if you've seen it one best picture um all this crazy shit happens it's a pretty good movie and then at the end um dude that played brad pitt's dad tommy lee jones um says like he's like sitting at his coffee table um in the morning and his wife's like how'd you sleep he was like i had a weird dream last night and it's like what like yeah, come on like weird. like all of that just seems spoiler alert yeah, damn just seems nah, just uh, came out like 2006 <laughs> i know um, so i think the <laughs> st- limits of statue whatever it is <laughs> statue of limitations yeah, on spoilers ran out um so like, to me it's just lazy writing it just means you can come up with an ending um so that like you just cop down with that okay i i think it's smart if they never like yeah i hope they never do yeah yeah do you think they'll do a sequel i hope they don't honestly yeah the more i think about it i i don't i don't i don't think they will yeah i think even with just you have to include batman you have to right and i think even with the backlash 
that yeah. has gotten. I think they'll just stay away. Yeah, and let I mean, we've always talked about how you know muddy and uh, just you know unorganized DC has been in the past. This would make it even more lazy if they do go with this because they would have to include a Batman. Yeah, and they're already rebooting the Batman series, and we're going to get to that. But well, and you could I guess age loop difference. it together and the age difference. Yeah, it's just it would be messy. For sure. So I hope they just leave it. But you never fucking know. Will it be nominated for uh, Best Picture? I don't know if it'll get Best Picture nom. Um, will Joaquin I do think, get a nom? I think Joaquin for sure will get okay. a nod. I just don't know if it will get nommed. Okay. This is a movie think? that stuck think? with me, honestly. What like, do you think? Um, I th- I think it gets Best Picture nom. Okay. Yeah. And you think Joaquin gets nom? Oh, easily he'll get it. If not win it, honestly. like Yeah, I don't know if he'll win it. This man, like just the physical aspect, yeah, no, I think absolutely. he killed it. I think he killed it. Um, movie is very divisive, and you either love it or hate it, it seems, but it's definitely, if you do see it, it's a movie that sticks with you, I think. So, Joker, go check it out. We have a lot more to get to, so let's keep it rolling. Marvel and Disney and Sony struck a deal to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. Young Brandon, young Brandon gets it right. He called it. He said they're going to get it done. I was a little, I, I don't, I had some doubts for young Brandon here. <laughs> he was confident and they were going to get it done. I said, I don't know, but the man got it right. Uh, terms of the deal weren't revealed, but it will allow Kevin Feige to produce and run creative lead on at least one more Spider-Man movie starring Tom Holland. It was later revealed that Tom Holland played a crucial role in keeping the deal alive. He is the hero we all deserve. I think it's also he gets like two or three more appearances in other movies. Oh, really? Well. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that part, but cool. So, I mean, basically, he's going to be an integral part in the MCU then, if that's the case. Right. Okay. So, uh, was well, this what? Let's Sorry. let's speculate. What okay. if he had? If if you had to guess with the Marvel movies that have been announced, because mm-hmm. I think the deal is supposed to run out after the last Spider-Man movie, like the, the next, next Spider-Man the next movie. Spider-Man movie. Right. Okay. So let's say he gets two appearances. Which two do you think make okay. the most sense? Before I let me think about that. And before I answer that, um, so wh- remember at Comic Con when it was revealed. That they had ten, they were they announced ten movies, and then remember that one little interview where Feige said, maybe people were thinking, oh, maybe he just accidentally said that, but he said we're coming out with eleven movies in so, like ten years or something like that, yeah. and people were like, eleven, you announced ten, this was the fucking eleventh movie, yeah. yeah, they were talking, they were working the deal the whole damn time, but uh, in, in terms of what movies would I like to see him be in, um. I think to me I think Doctor Strange I was going to say because sense. because he's been with him in the Avengers movies um it just always felt like they were together in Infinity War and Endgame so I think you maybe work him in there um I honestly think we're going to get a Deadpool announcement very soon so I think I I just I think Deadpool and Spider-Man would work together I, I don't know in terms of the rated R versus PG-13 that is left for interpretation, but in terms of like kind of style, like oh, I yeah. I, and I like them comic together. Book wise, they were together a lot, so right. So I think that would be cool. Um, honestly, I don't I don't think Black Panther t- is Black Black back. Excuse me, Black Panther two is not in the slate, but I think that would be a cool ass uh, 
team up. Yeah. So can those be my answers or? Sure. Okay. What do you think? I think Doctor Strange is a lock. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The other ones are hard to guess. You got Thor in there. You got Guardians in there. Mm-hmm. Um, outside I, of that. Yeah. Outside of that. I I mean, let's go hot take. Does he show up on Disney Plus at all? No. They're not going to do that? No. Sony, Sony won't let them do that. I, yeah. w- I wouldn't think. Yeah. You're probably right with the Sony Disney thing. You're probably right with that. Yeah. That was a stupid uh comment my yeah, apologies i mean he's not gonna be, i'll, I'll he's take not gonna, this l on that one <laughs> he's not gonna be in eternal, <laughs> i didn't even think about yeah. that part of it not yeah. gonna be in eternals right i am excited for that movie though yeah, by me the way. too um i think it's gonna if it's gonna be anything it's gonna be something that we've like a character we've already seen yeah so that would be that would be interesting um let's see here venom director ruben fleischer said a Spider-Man Venom crossover will eventually happen. Um, first of all, let's ask some questions and then we'll get to the Venom thing. Sorry that I brought that up real quick. Uh, was the deal essential for Marvel moving forward? Like the Spider-Man. Yeah, sorry. Um, so we we talked about how when the it was announced that the deal wasn't moving forward, that MC, the MCU is fucked because of the way um, Far From Home ended because it just felt like, especially with um, Nick Fury and the scrolls being there and Captain Marvel kind of looping in, it just seemed like Spider-Man was kind of going to be the grounded leader, whereas Captain Marvel maybe would be the comic, the cosmic leader. So it felt like if Spider-Man wasn't going to be there, damn, what are they going to do now? But now now they got it. So do you think that... Marvel would have been fucked if yeah. Spider-Man didn't come back. 100%. Sony had all the chips here because they set to, uh, Spider-Man up to be the next Tony Stark, the next right. Iron Man. Like He's the leader of the Avengers now. No mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was too pivotal for them to not shell out however much money they needed to shell out. Yeah. Now, do you think so? This deal is worth one more movie. You said maybe a couple more appearances, too. Do you think eventually they'll keep throwing this ball down and yeah. they'll keep making deals to make more movies? Or do you think will eventually come a time where he's strictly Sony? Maybe in like the long distant future. So let me, let like me, once Tom Holland's done, then okay. I could see that happening. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, I think they keep rolling this ball. I think you have a better chance of them just trying to buy the rights. I don't think Sony will ever give up Spider-Man rights, but I could see Marvel trying to buy the rights rather than just being like, yeah, well, okay, we'll do one more deal and then we're done. Yeah, so let me loop that the Venom talk into this kind of discussion. So um, with with the Venom director saying Spider-Man and Venom will eventually cross over, does this mean that uh, the rights for Venom will go to Marvel or the fact that they're going to say, no, fuck you, Marvel. We want Spider-Man to be in our Sony universe and that's how we're going to get the Venom Spider-Man crossover. Yeah, that's an interesting right? question. Um, to me, it makes more sense to have Venom be part of like the Sinister Six and do like a team-up movie right. that way, so right. he'd come over more to, to Marvel. Um, because if you do try to do like a Sony universe, it just gets way too messy. Right. Um, and then like you can't. There's just so many things with rights where like 
you just can't use some of the backstory probably mm-hmm. that Marvel's used. Right, so right, like, right. It just gets confusing at that point. At, at some point, like, could there be a possible future where both happen? Like, we get a Sony Universe and a Sinister Six, and maybe since they they struck this deal, uh, Marvel and Disney throw Sony a bone, they're like, you know what? We'll be nice and let you use Spider-Man for a Venom crossover or a Sinister Six movie. I don't think that's that's really how it works in Hollywood. Like yeah. I'm sure it's more cutthroat than oh, I'm you sure, can use I'm, sh- I'm sure Kevin Feige has a, a big old wiener that he wants to swing around and won't right. Let that and it's happen. getting it, it's gotten uh, his head at least has gotten bigger. Yeah, which one I guess you can <laughs> yeah. determine which. But um, what we're gonna get into that too. But what do you think about yeah, that? I'd be no surprised. Go? I'd be surprised. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Okay, um, switching over to the DC side of things, and then we'll go back to Marvel. Um, Zoe Kravitz will play Catwoman alongside Robert Pattinson in the upcoming Batman movie. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is also in talks. I don't believe it's been confirmed. I might be wrong on that. But uh, he's in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. Jonah Hill was in talks to play a villain in the upcoming movie. The rumored villain was the Riddler or Penguin. And it came out that uh, he dropped, Jonah Hill that is, dropped out, exited talks. And I think like the next day it was announced that Paul Dano, Poldano, I don't know, will join Pattinson and Kravitz in the Batman as the Riddler. So it kind of felt like Jonah Hill was maybe going to be the Riddler then if, yeah, after man. they announced that. I think that would have been fucking sweet. I honestly don't know who this Paul Dano really is. Yeah, he actually looks like a good Riddler. Yeah, he, he I actually mean, kind of lo- looks like a good look, penguin too. The look is cool, but I, do you know what he's been in? Yeah, let me let me pull it yeah, up. Yeah, pull, he's, up, he's pull been, up the IMDb. He's been, he's been in some, some decent stuff. Okay, movies, TV? Uh, movies. Okay. All right, so he's in 12 Years a Slave. Okay. Uh, there Will Be Blood. Um, great movie. Right. Um, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, wow. So he has been in some yeah. stuff. Looper, Prisoners. Damn. Cowboys and Aliens. Not a good movie. Ew. But all those other ones were pretty yeah. good. Interesting. I'm I'm very intrigued with the Riddler. Like, I think he could be a character if you write him right. Like, if you make him... I think he could be dark, honestly. Like, yeah. like in the last portrayal that we got on a movie... I mean... It was like a fun movie as a kid, but like going back and watch, if that came out today, I would shit on that movie. Yeah. You know, like it's so like it's it's a comic movie, like it's colorful and corny. But now I think we want these superhero movies to be dark. Uh, I think he, I think the Riddler could be fucking dark, and that's what I'm kind of hoping for for this movie. I agree. Now let's talk about the movie as a whole. It kind of feel so. First of all, first of all, before we get into the movie, so do you think? Do you like those picks, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright? Do you think they'll be good fits for the movie? Yeah, but it and doesn't, Bob Pattinson, yeah, I guess you can but throw. See, him in there. I know you're yeah, not the biggest fan of that one. It but. doesn't matter how good they are; it's all dependent on Robert Pattinson. Okay, like, point blank. Like, if he's a bad Batman, it doesn't matter. Okay, like well, what that, kind of performance that leads me into my next question, I guess, a little bit. So it kind of feels like this movie, especially with the announcement of. Catwoman and Jonah Hill either maybe being the Riddler or Penguin. It kind of feels like this movie is more so focused on its villains. So maybe we're still going to get a Penguin. You never fucking know. Um, So if that's the case, we have three fucking villains in this movie. So right now we have two. Let's just, for the sake of this argument, say they're still looking for a Penguin and they have three. It feels like 
it's more focused on the villains. Do you like that or do you not like that? I do like that because the Ben Affleck Batman, where um, where it got in trouble to me, was like there was never really an enemy. Like there was no bad guy for him. It was all just like these crazy beings that like. Yeah, that's where DC fucked up. Was, I be, I said it all along. I they agree. went to CGI. Yeah, and so being able to focus more on surface level, ground level type villains, I think, will give more credibility, right? Um, and make things a little bit more realistic, and overall, probably a better movie because Batman is not like shoot him up into space and take exactly. on like the. That's crazy why we like villains. the Batman, right? Yes, uh, he's a grounded character. He's really just there to watch over Gotham. Um, you know, despite I agree. trying to kill Superman. So, yeah, I, I think this will make for a better a better product um, you know I'm than all, about, all of the previous right. DC mess-ups. Right, and you know I'm all about the villains. Um, I am really excited about the fact that – I don't know if I'm excited about the fact that we're getting two, at least maybe three villains. Um, I think it could be cool, especially maybe moving forward in the DC universe – if it's done right, maybe maybe some of these villains will live and become like the main villain. Um, <clears throat> I am just scared they're gonna fall into the trap of um, looping in like a Harley Quinn or you know something else where it pieces together with other movies. Maybe we get like a flash of Wonder Woman or something. I, like I don't know. I just I hope they do their own thing. Get the first movie started. Um, and then if you're going to loop it into a universe, do it. I just, I guess my question is, do you think that this is going to be looped into some DC universe? Yeah, it's hard to say. Because especially we have Birds of Prey coming up, and we're going to break down that trailer later on. But, yeah. I mean, what do you another think? Another Wonder Woman coming. Right. Uh, it's hard to say. They're, they haven't been clear. Listen, DC hasn't had a clear vision right? You know, from the get-go of this. They've been trying to keep up with Marvel the whole way. Right, and, and they're failing 10 miles behind exactly so it's hard to say what what the the the, the suits are doing at, at, at dc mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't know what their vision is i don't know what their path is Shit, i would be okay with a batman universe yeah yeah that's fine if if they want to just say like fuck it let's blow it all up and just like kind of start over right that's fine and i know me. a while ago just, you sent me like a thing where there was kind of a leak of like it was maybe gonna happen. Like this is how it's gonna be rebooted. Like they're gonna do the Flash. They're gonna do Birds of Prey. Yeah. All this. Yeah. It, it's hard to say. Uh, to me, they'd be smart to just kind of let Wonder Woman stand on her own. Um, you know, do her thing. If they really want to do another Aquaman, sure. Um, <laughs> and then just you can kind of start over with Batman as you being your key figure. Um. Because once you switch Batman, I don't think you can just throw him back into that same universe. Right, and that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be messy. But hopefully, and they've already. I mean, like, let's just talk about it. Like, they're rebooting Suicide Squad. Yep. Like, <laughs> a right. movie that came out a couple years ago. They're right. already rebooting with like some of the same characters. So like, yeah. I I, again, I think again, they're messy. I think they're in. F- they had to go full restart mode. Right. I think that's the only path forward for DC. Right. I yeah. I and like here's the other thing. Now's the time to do it because mm-hmm. Marvel just ended their Infinity Saga. Um, we're really not getting any of like the big movies. Um, 
or like another team up movie for a couple of years. Like shit, I don't, they technically haven't announced. I guess if you want to like, I'm call assuming it'll be early 2020, 2022 yeah. is when we'll get like the next big Avengers type yeah. movie. I think it's going to be Young Avengers, by so, the way. But so, so this is the time to do it. If you want to try to start over, this is it. This is your window. But like, if you screw this up, like it's over. Like, right, it's a wrap. Right, right. Then they can go to the HBO thing. Yeah, I'll push for that. Okay, um, let's move on to the Martin Scorsese shit. Let's do it. First of all, I will have no Martin Scorsese slander on my podcast. Well, get ready. <laughs> Martin Scorsese is my movie idol, and if I ever am so grateful to have the chance to work with Martin Scorsese, I will give an arm and a fucking leg. So, don't fuck this up for me, Brandon. No. Trey's going to tear down all of these Avenger posters, all right. these superhero posters. Right. Right. Okay. So Martin Scorsese is taking some heat after saying Marvel movies aren't cinema. He compared them to theme parks and said they're invading theaters. A lot of other people have thrown their hat into this conversation. Scorsese recently clarified those comments saying they're not cinema since they're not the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional uh, psychological experiences to other human beings. Uh, he also said they're taking over theaters. I think they can have those fu- those films. It's fine. It's just that they shouldn't become what young people believe is cinema. Francis Ford Coppola, the Godfather director, um, also threw his two cents in, and he sided with Scorsese on this issue. He said when Martin Scorsese, and he kind of took it up to a whole other fucking level, honestly. Uh, when Martin Scorsese, quote, when Martin Scorsese says that Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right because we expect to learn something from cinema. We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I say it is. So (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola drops the big bomb and says, fuck you, it's despicable. I find that interesting. And then Jennifer Aniston also kind of threw her two cents in and said, you're seeing what's available out there. And it's this is added on to another quote. This isn't the full thing. But you're seeing what's available out there. And it's just diminishing and diminishing in terms of big Marvel movies or things that I'm not asked to do or really that interested in living in a green screen. So she, I think maybe I don't know the full quote, like maybe someone was asking her, would she want to be in a Marvel movie? And I think basically what to pull out of there is she didn't want to live in a green screen. Okay. So with all that being said, and there's, I I didn't include the people who are backing Marvel, but obviously you can expect every Marvel uh, actor an actress to basically back Marvel and some directors. I know James Gunn said something. Um, uh, I can't say his name, but the Takiti Waki is yeah. that how you say it? The yeah. Thor director. Um, he had something to say. Like a lot of people are backing Marvel on this. So it's not just a one sided, like fuck you to Marvel, but it's Martin Scorsese, which is a big fucking director, like one of the best directors. So I wanted to bring this up. So, Brandon, where do you stand? Do you stand with Marvel, or do you stand with, yeah, Marvel or Scorsese, Aniston, for, uh, Francis Ford, Coppola, or somewhere in the middle? What do you think? No, I stand with Marvel. So, here and here's why. Okay. If you're going to go after DC, that's one thing. 
Okay. Go after DC. No one's going to defend DC. If you go after Marvel, though, you have to understand, like, I, I just want to pull up the quote. Okay. Um, the quote that's on here? or Yeah. Like they're go they're not the okay. cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to other another human being. Think about... Think about Tony Stark with the I Love You 3000. Think about Tony Stark um, and the relationship with Spider-Man basically being like a son to him. Um, even think about Happy Hogan and Tony Stark. Or think about um, Captain America and Sharon Rogers. Um, think about Thor and the battles with his father. Think about Thor and the love for his mom. Um, Thor and the battle with his brother. Um uh, for Ant-Man, it's with um, whatever the lady is, the Wasp, and then um, ultimately it's with his daughter. In all of these Marvel movies, uh, Captain America and Bucky, um, uh, Black Panther and his father, like all of these movies, these characters have... Relatable qualities. Relationships. Not even relatable qualities, relationships. And, and, and there is some type of... Um, complexity, there is some type of struggle, there is some type of emotional bond that you feel, that you see. Um, so for him to say that it's not cinema of human beings, I, I completely disagree. Um, actually, I couldn't disagree more. Like, um, I, I think it is. I, like, I went to a Marvel movie, I've been to m multiple Marvel movies, and I've cried. Like, for him to tell me that, like, <laughs> it's not emotional, it is. Like, right. and, like, to think that it's not cinema, these are, it's one thing if you're just saying, like, um, Batman versus Superman's not cinema. I would agree. It's not. It's awful. But, <laughs> but, but for, like, these Marvel movies that are so, like, perfectly laid out that had a vision going back basically 15 years and piecing together you know 20 plus movies mm -hmm. like that is cinema like that that is incredible like no offense to martin sorskazy but he couldn't even like map out three godfather movies and make them perfect and they're damn near close to perfect but the third one struggles he Marvel, didn't do those but or sorry francis, I think coppola. Of francis Cor yeah. ford coppola like 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 sequels don't work very well and, and he probably made the greatest sequel of all time, but then he tried to do a third one. Marvel did that 21 times, basically. Yeah. And I get, like, they're not trying to say the same storylines um, over and over again. But, like, it does take a freaking cinematic miracle to pull off 21-plus movies for 15-plus years to keep fans interested. Uh, so, like, is he saying Star Wars isn't cinema? Because yeah. like it's got to be in the same realm, and Star Wars, say. Star Wars hasn't even figured out how to make nine good movies. I mean, the, we went through the math at at one podcast; mm -hmm. they're closer to fifty percent than they are right, to seventy five percent. Right. So like, I I couldn't disagree more. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I struggle. I struggle with it, man. It, it it kind of irritates me. Um, and then he talks about um back to Sorskazy being talking about um cinema. Like, he's making a movie that he's going to have in the cinema theaters for a month. So, right. like, then is, so, your, is your piece not cinema then? Because I can sit on my couch and watch it, and it's just a big budget film, and you're using a bunch of de-aging technology. Like, oh, damn. Now we're I getting mean? into some slander. No, no I'm like, just kidding. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, like <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a hypocritical argument, honestly. Right. Okay, so let me kind of give where I stand. So I'm kind of in the middle here. I... 
I can kind of, kind of see where like Martin Scorsese is coming from. I do think that when you think of going to the movies, you think of these these superhero movies, these Star Wars movies, these big budgeted action. Like you can even throw, I'll even throw in like like Fast and Furious type yeah, movies, like big box office, big box office that you know are like anything, popcorn movies. Anything The Rock's in. Yeah. What What was that last one? Anything The Rock is in. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, I thought you said like Roxanne. I was like, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I I think from his perspective, he's more so just trying to defend like unique storytelling, Oscar worthy type movies. I, I I think he maybe went a little too far with them saying there's no emotional connection with them and that that whole thing. That that part of his quote. I think he may have gone. Reached a little too far there, trying to defend his comments. Like, I, I maybe he didn't say the choice of words, but I could all I could see where he's coming from. Where when you think of like going to the movie theaters, I would bet you that the first movie, if you go ask like, you know, ten people, I I would say that at least like seven or eight people would say. Like, what is the first movie that you think of? I bet it's either going to be a Marvel, DC, or Star Wars, even maybe a Fast and Furious, like yeah. a big budgeted box office popcorn movie. And I think Martin Scorsese is just trying to defend movies and going to the movies and telling unique stories that end up winning Oscars. Granted, maybe he said some wrong shit, but I, I, I kind of see where he's coming from. I, I, I that's fine. I see how, like, uh, 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 like from that it, through that lens that I'm sure he's looking through as a director and as a director of like so many great fucking Oscar worthy worthy movies. I can see how to him it feels like it's kind of a regurgitated theme. So I don't know. I, I kind of ride the fence on this one. I'm sorry. A man fucked a fish and it won a best picture last year, two years <laughs> ago. Like Yeah. Like 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 what like to me, I don't know how you can quantify what's an Oscar worthy movie and what's not. And what people prefer to what a bunch of old white guys in Hollywood prefer. Like Fair. Like that to me doesn't mean anything about what's cinema verse not. So is See, that's where I think he fucked up. He said like it's not cinema. I, I think he could have chosen other words to describe how he probably truly thinks like i don't know you could let's even make this argument that the fact that he was in talks to potentially uh direct the joker, joker. you know what i mean like he he could have easily worded this much differently i, I don't know i just don't foresee one of the best problem it, i'm gonna go ahead and say the best director of all time i just don't know how I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm riding the fence here because I I do really enjoy um, Marvel movies, but we, me and you, Brandon, have had this conversation about um, is Marvel are we going to have Marvel fatigue? I think that's more so what this is is like they're invading fucking movie theaters and they're they're killing it, and that's like but at the same it's time, a it's a cool thing, yeah. and Kevin Feige's killing it. He's they're successful. Um, they're good movies, but I think more so maybe it's the Marvel fatigue of like we at least get two every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But let's let's think about it. Yeah. 
would we have movie theaters if it weren't for movies like Marvel? You're right. That's so, another that's another layer to the conversation. So they're damn near keeping Hollywood in business, not like Hollywood struggling. But if you're if you're if if your critique is it's not making we're not making creative cinema anymore, maybe you can convince me. But at the same time, there's got to be people that can make creative stories and still succeed. And for the most part, what have we seen from Hollywood? They can't. They just keep rebooting shit. They just keep that's, remaking shit. Yes. If and that's your argument. I would argue, I would put the argument of the reboots into the same. Uh, I think they're worse. Right. Well, totally. Totally. Like, so, In terms of quality. Right. So so if that's your argument, fine. Like I, I can live with that. Uh, but I just think they went way too far. Um, it just sounds like old white guy get off my lawn type stuff. Um, and that's fair because that's honestly what it kind of feels like. But I just I, – I, And I just think you just can't shit on the millions and millions and millions of people that go and watch this movie, like these movies. Yeah. Plural. And I think I don't think he was thinking about the, the fans per se. I think more so he was thinking about filmmakers and the art of it. Um, making like I'm looking at all the posters on my poster wall, like the Shawshank Redemptions, the Goodwill Hunting's, the Goodfellas, those type of movies where I they probably would never beat out at a box office a Star Wars or a Marvel or a DC movie, but they're better, like in terms of quality. Sure, you can argue that they're not, but I would probably nine times out of ten say they are. I don't know. I just it's it's a tough argument and. I do think that he probably meant something different than what he said, but he did say what he said, so <laughs> we got to talk about this. And then so. What was the last thing Francis Ford Capella made? I don't even know. Exactly. Just <laughs> stay <laughs> right. out of it. There was another dude. Like, I was gonna. On, I was gonna include it in this conversation, but I had. I don't. I don't. I've never heard of the guy before, but he said some fucked up shit about Marvel too, and I was like, damn. But. I don't know, but could you? But you like, do you see Francis what I'm saying, Ford though? Capella, like, if you're so mad about it, you have big enough name. Draw, go fucking make something new. Like, True. go do something great. Go, go fucking fix the system. Like, like, yeah. I, like, I, I, I can't take just bitching about it because someone's successful. We have to tear them down. Um, th- these movies have brought fucking joy to millions of people. Um, and that's fair. That's and, fair. And I'm so not. Like, I'm not. No, I know. I'm I know. not going know. against and that I'm not at all. You for that? Like, yeah. I'm, it, it's just an absurd argument um, that came out of nowhere. There's not even a Marvel movie out right now. Right. I think what probably happened is, like, he was doing his press run for the Irishman. Maybe some like someone asked him randomly about Marvel, or maybe it got looped into the Joker um, talk something, and then he made these comments. Um, I, I genuinely think, though, and I want to ask you if you think that that's more so what this is, is the Marvel fatigue. I think it's more so about the Marvel fatigue. that it, They're invading movie theaters. I think maybe he went too far saying that it's not cinema, that they don't convey hum- like emotions. I think that's going a little bit too far. But I can see the comparison with the theme parks and that they're invading movie theaters. I think it's more so in terms of that argument with the Marvel and – Star Wars and DC, and I'm going to loop all of those into yeah. one thing, fatigue. Because it does feel like Hollywood is rebooting everything. We're getting spinoffs. We're getting these big-budget box office popcorn movies. So I do, f- like to an extent, see what they're saying. I see where they're coming from. 
do I think they went too far with it? Hell yeah. But I do see where they're coming from. That's why I'm riding the fence in, in the middle. Do you feel me? Not really. <laughs> the fatigue thing. This is so. This is what I. Not really. Let me says. let me take it to sports real quick. Okay, you you do good at like comparing shit to sports. Um, yeah. So get it. Like the fatigue thing right now. What's all the fatigue? Two years ago it was, uh, it's LeBron versus the Warriors. Great, we're watching again. Or now it's oh, Alabama and Clemson. Why do we even play? Mm-hmm. Or it's oh, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Why do we even play? You know, they fucking earned it. Right, if if you want to be better than them, don't complain. Beat them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So for these movies, if if you're sick of the Marvel movies, if you're sick of all of these big budget movies, then fucking make something that's better. Make something that people want to see. Like, let's go see Irishman. <laughs> no, we are. And we are. I know. And I know. You know I know. Why, I know. And, and why we are? Because it's gonna be fucking good. It's gonna be great. Like yeah. this is nothing about him as as someone who makes great content because he does like no questions about it if you ask me go to my head yeah he's probably the best to ever do it i would i would agree with you mm-hmm. but but some of these movies if you make a good enough interesting enough story people are going to go see it right like that's just how it is right like, i i don't know what else to tell you in terms of movies that aren't marvel right 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 right, right, right. but Hollywood as a whole, and guess what? He's a part of Hollywood, so he's getting lumped in too. Has just gotten fucking lazy. That's not on the consumers' fault. It's not the consumers who are driving what they're making. Right. Make better movies. Right. Agreed. And I just think the problem with his shit is like, obviously, it's so big budgeted now, and he's like. And also, what was Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street was a fucking big ass budget popcorn right. ass movie. Yeah. Okay. You can't tell me it's not. But I was, it was really good. I, it's it really was, good. That yeah, doesn't yeah. mean it's not. You could be a big-ass, popcorn-ass budget movie and make a really good movie. Yeah. I would argue that's what all the Marvel movies are. Fair. What's the difference between Wolf of Wall Street? They just snorted coke out of a woman's ass, <laughs> and, and it was based off a true story. That's I would like to difference. see that in a Marvel movie, honestly. That's the only difference is it was based off a true story. I want to see Thor snorting coke out of, <laughs> like... Nebula's ass or something. I don't know. Nebula might not have ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 tough. It's a hard argument, and I thought we had a pretty good, compelling uh, little back and forth there. Let's keep it going because we have a lot to talk about. Um, it was reported that Kevin Feige will be developing a new Star Wars movie. Um, rumors have been circulating that Brie Larson, aka Captain Marvel. And uh, Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, are interested in making their way over from Marvel to Star Wars. Uh, do you think that this move is good for Star Wars, uh, the Kevin Feige thing? Yes. Yeah. He should have been in the Skywalker saga. So, first off, he's a huge Star Wars fan, um, which is awesome because he can do... What what Marvel has really succeeded at is giving us good original content and then also mixing in really good fan service um, right. that people love, which is should be and basically what is Star Wars now, except for it leans too much on the fan service um, with all of the old characters. Um, so I would have loved to seen what he could have done being like an executive producer for these three movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Has he directed at all? I know he's an amazing like producer. Yeah, and, like, I mean, he, I think he has he a hand in most it of all the, out. Yeah, but he, yeah. I think he has a pretty heavy hand in most of the Marvel stuff. Okay. Um. 
So I, I could look to see if he's actually. No, I mean, directed. you don't have to if you don't want to. But I mean, um, I think it will be a cool thing to get Feige on board with Star Wars. I think um, especially with I, I just have a feeling that uh, Rise of Skywalker is going to be left open ended. So you're going to have the uh, Game of Thrones guys that D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Excuse me. Uh, they're going to do a Star Wars. We obviously have uh, Ryan Johnson doing a Star Wars. And then you have Kevin Feige. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with Star Wars that give it to the, give it the people who are successful and do it right. And let's let's get more Star Wars. So. I agree. I agree. And the other thing that he's done really well is think about um, it's similar to a comic book movie in the sense that there's enough information and stories and and tv series and different things that we know enough about star wars Mm -hmm. but he can take some of that great stuff um that's kind of unseen to like a cinematic world and bring it to a cinematic world but put like an interesting twist on it Mm -hmm. um so like i i think that's a a good avenue for him to explore right Um, i'm excited about it i think it's a great move um, what do you think of the Brie Larson and Chris Evans rumors? Do you think they're too big? No. Um, do you think that they'll it'll even happen? No. I I could see Chris Evans being a good role. The other one is who does Kevin Feige work with a lot in Marvel? Who's in pretty much every Marvel movie? Uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Oh, bring back uh, Mace Windu. Oh Windu, shit! Action. That would be wild. That would be wild. That'd be cool. I don't know how you. I know that Mace. I know there are theories out there that say Mace Windu isn't dead, and I know Samuel Jackson has said I would love to come back Fuck as that. him. So, and you know he loves Kevin Feige. That would be crazy. You heard it here first on Are You Entertained, motherfuckers? <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, that'd be wild. I, we don't really have to do story predictions. I put it on here, but I think it's damn near impossible, especially with haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, but. Um, that would be cool. Also with Feige, he was also promoted to Marvel's chief creative officer, which means he will oversee Marvel movies, TV, and comics. I think the big thing here is the TV aspect of it now because um, now, now this is different than Disney+. Plus. So Marvel TV is um, the Netflix shows, that is The Defenders, Daredevil, Punisher, uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Maybe I'm missing one. I don't know. Uh, but then you also have there's some shows that are on like Agents of Shield that's on uh, ABC. Yeah. I think you have a couple on Hulu. So that's basically everything else. And so now he's taking over that aspect of it, which kind of leads me to the question: Could this mean we'll see Daredevil, The Punisher, Jessica Jones, etc.? either rebooted or looped into Disney Plus or maybe even the MCU. I think number the two for me that I would love to fucking see is Daredevil. I think that Daredevil series was really, really, really good. And The Punisher, I think he is perfectly fucking casted. Yeah. I would love to see it. A lot of people like Jessica Jones. Um, do you? Could you see this happening? Because I think there's like a time constraint where they have to wait a year, maybe two, and then they can be rebooted or revamped, however you want to do it. Um, would you like to see them rebooted? Would you like to see the characters stay with the same actors and actresses? Um, would you rather see them on Disney+, Plus, MCU? There's a lot of questions here, I know, but what do, what do you think about all this? 
Yeah, I I don't foresee him starting with a reboot. Um, I think he'd rather do original content, maybe reboot the series, but do completely different characters slash storylines. Um, I think those old Marvel series, and I like I enjoyed the Punisher, um, but they were pretty pretty dark. Well, they were pretty. They weren't well received um, among Marvel fans. So, but I all, but I think that was because the lack of continuity between right. the MCU and that. If they right. moved them to do Disney Plus, they would automatically basically be looped in because right. he's already announced that the Dis- the Disney Plus series are going to be looped in the MCU. So I think I don't know. There there could be a way where you could do it and. I mean, you could easily loop Daredevil with Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, in terms of tone, maybe not, but in terms of they're in New York together. Yeah. You know? Right. But I'm saying more like, wouldn't you rather just start new? Yeah, but I really do think, I really did enjoy the Daredevil here. But yeah, no, if you're going to wait a few years and then bring him back, I would gladly volunteer to be a writer on Daredevil. I would love to fucking write a Daredevil movie. He, I want to do a ground. If I'm going to do a superhero movie, I want to do a grounded hero like a Batman or a Daredevil or something where they don't have powers and it feels like it could happen. So um, I would love to do Daredevil. So Kevin Feige, if you somehow grace upon the Are You Entertained podcast, Trey Alessio, hit me up. Let's get it. Get it. Get it. All right. Um, also. This is. Can I give you my prediction? Yeah, go for it. So the rumor is Bob Iger is going to be stepping down in the next year or two. Okay. Can you see Feige replacing him as oh, the head of Disney? Easily, easily. I feel like he's being groomed to to take him. Take and I think him. it was funny how uh, when the whole Spider-Man thing happened, people were saying that Kevin Feige had too much on his plate. This man got yeah. more on his fucking plate, <laughs> yeah. yo. He's no, going. No. There's no chance. Right, right. I just think the that... The hat can take anything on. Right. I just think that shit was so funny that, that they said that, and then now this man, head of movies, TV, and comics. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Um, okay. Uh, Ryan Reynolds recently visited Marvel Studios, which has led to much speculation as to what Marvel's plans are for Deadpool. The writers recently said Marvel has promised Deadpool will be to, will remain, excuse me, rated R. Uh, where do you see Deadpool at in the MCU? Uh, his own rated R, like kind of side universe uh, cameo in another movie, and worked into the overall MCU. A standalone Deadpool three with other cameos worked into the MCU. Like, what do you think here? If I am giving you my honest opinion, I kind of feel like we're getting Deadpool three, and then I think we're done. Damn. I love Deadpool. Don't say this, man. Yeah, but I just think the Deadpool audience is a lot different than the MCU audience. Yeah, but... Um, and they're just... They're never going to make an MCU movie rated R. Well, so okay. But let's... Okay, so let's say that um, they're going to make a Deadpool... Like, Deadpool is going to be in the MCU. I think they've already basically... They haven't, like outwardly announce it but i've seen a lot of things on twitter spiraling from good sources that say he's going to be in the mcu so granted whether that's a deadpool 3 standalone and it's done and maybe they make a few references who knows maybe he introduces the mutants and that's how we get x-men who knows um if it's successful which i pretty much guarantee it will be 
that opens the door for Marvel to do rated R. So I I don't know if it's successful. I think that opens the door for maybe a new audience. Um, I don't know. I'm uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of the rated R scale. Yeah, so the, so am I. But I just think like with how wholesome Marvel movies are, they're Disney's biggest money makers outside of like Frozen or you know the big huge animated right. projects. Right. I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going down that route. Okay. Okay. Well, they're struggling right now. Uh, they had internal discussions about what they were going to do with Jojo Rabbit because that's technically under the Disney umbrella because they bought the rights from Fox. Huh. Um, I didn't know it was a Fox movie. Jojo Wright or Jojo Rabbit. I actually want to see that movie. By yeah, the me way. too. But uh, with it having ties to Hitler and like right. making Hitler seem like a friend and a good guy, like there was Disney went batshit about that, and I think they actually ended up. Um, releasing it under the Fox Spotlight name instead of uh, truly or being like a Disney film, right? Hmm. Interesting. I I've heard great things about the movie. Yeah, no, I want to see that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to go check that. Someone one out. someone saw it and said it's the funniest movie of the year. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That'll be one to be put on the list. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, this one can be kind of shorter. Uh, a Targaryen focused Game of Thrones series is making its way to a pilot order at HBO. George R.R. R. Martin and Ryan Condal will be heading this series. The series is rumored to be about the Targaryen Civil War. The OG Game of Thrones won, be- uh, this is kind of separate, but the OG Game of Thrones won Best Drama Series at this year's Emmys. Um, we also have the Long Night prequel series coming. What do you think about all this? Uh, does this new Targaryen show interest you? You finally finished the Game of Thrones, so um, do you think something like this would be cool? And do you think this will be more successful than the upcoming Long Night prequel series that I believe is being filmed as we speak? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying. Or are to... you getting Game of Thrones fatigued? No, it's just I don't know if I care enough about like the secondary not even secondary characters because i don't really know if we know any of these characters i guess like families like i don't know if i care enough about them to like sit down and actually watch them so like i think the closest thing that like some of this stuff is like breaking bad they did the better call sal uh soul sal whatever and then the movie and now the movie like i just don't know how much i care about little spin-off prequels so like one example is i was a huge fan of sons of anarchy um and they just did a spin the mayans off right with the mayans um uh, and i didn't watch a single episode like okay. i like you get so i've heard it's good though but, no, I but heard people have said it's good uh, and people i know that really like sons of anarchy really like it but for me like i get so attached with like the individual characters and i care more about the characters than anything else that like if they're not in it right like i don't it doesn't really do anything for right. me. And I have heard that in the Long Night series that's coming, uh, the Starks, now they probably won't be the Starks that we know, but the Stark name will be there. Um, I hope we get the Mad King in one of these. I mean, no, he's, if they did something like the Mad King, yeah. that would be really cool. I mean, because, he's a Targaryen, so I mean, right. they could definitely loop that into that. Um, but the Mad King had such a role in everything that happened in Game of Thrones. I mean, how many times did we get like hear about the Mad King? Right, right. So like that is something. But to that, actually see him, right, right. That so would actually cool. interest me rather than just let's do like old 
folk tale about one family. Like that to me is not as exciting. Yeah, HBO is gonna ride the Game of Thrones train until it's Super all hard. squeezed Super out. Hard. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones is cool, so let's get it. All right, brief breakdowns of these trailers, then we'll get into some music talk. Um, kind of wanted to talk about Birds of Prey just because it's DC and it's a popcorn flick. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so Harley Quinn and the – so this is the breakdown of it. And the Joker, the Jared Leto Joker, which we can kind of bring up that argument. Um, apparently, he got pissed about the R-rated Joker with Yeah, because he was supposed to have his own standalone. Yeah, so he was supposed to have – that was back when like three – Joker movies were announced and um, apparently, like, I think he's done as the Joker. I don't yeah. think he's coming back. Can't say I believe um, Especially with the tra- the first trailer for this Birds of Prey. Um, starts out with Harley Quinn saying, me and the Joker, we broke up. Um, she also says, I wasn't the only dame looking for an emancipation. In another spot, we see that Black Canary Huntress and Renee Montoya are the other female heroes alongside Harley Quinn. We get a brief look at Ewan McGregor's role as the blast, the Black Mask villain. Uh, we can only hear him. We don't really see him with the mask, but we see his character a little bit. Um, we hear him say, here's the deal, Quinn. You need me. Uh, she looks like, or it looks like Harley Quinn will get some hyenas, which apparently is a storyline in the comics. I can't really say from experience that I know, but, uh, that's what I've been seeing on social media. Harley Quinn says, none of us are walking out of here unless we work together. She also says, I'm the one you should be afraid of. Not you, not Mr. J, AKA the Joker, because I'm Harley freaking Quinn. So, uh, with, with the line about the, we all need to work together to me, it feels like kind of a female version of Suicide Squad, maybe a reboot yeah. with Harley Quinn. That's what it is. Right? So, And it kind of has the same vibes, the same humor. So, number one, do you think that this is a step in the right direction for DC? Number two, are you even interested? Number three, do you think it'll be good? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brandon's about to talk his shit. Interested. Brand's no. laying on the floor, no, by the me, way, yeah. everybody. Let me tell you this. I'm <laughs> He's gonna, stretching the back out. I'm going to say this. I'm going to see this movie. I'm going to see this movie for two reasons. Margot Robbie, because mm-hmm. she's a smoke. Ow! Two, Ewan McGregor, because he's one Good. of my like favorite actors. Yeah, he's a stud. Okay, so I'll see it because of that. If they weren't in it, I wouldn't give a shit about this movie. Uh, to me, it looks like Suicide Squad all over again. Right. Uh, I'm not really digging the way that Margot Robbie's talking, um, and I don't really give a shit about any of the other characters. <laughs> so no, I, like, I would like, I would probably agree with you. So like I have no real. It, plus, we know that we're getting another Suicide Squad soft reboot anyway. Yeah. So like, might as well just stick till then. Like, what 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 do I need to see this movie for? What does it tie into? What like there's no larger picture, right? Like this is pretty much just. Well, it it probably will lead into Suicide Squad because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean Harley yeah, Quinn's going to be in it. Yeah, but then what Suicide Squad leading into? That's going to be a one and done, right? Who like knows. I, I have no idea. Exactly. Like we have no clarity on what any of this means. So like, yeah, I'm not really digging it. I don't know. Um, there. I don't know. It seemed like a fun movie. Um, it seems like I don't know if it'll be good. It seems but like it's going to be playing a hot topic for the next ten years. <laughs> true. 
But I will say it it didn't feel to me that the black mask villain was going to be one of those CGI villains where they rely too heavily on gods and superpowers. So it could be grounded enough where it has some potential to feel real, which you know we just talked about it earlier in this podcast that we are all big fans of in terms of superhero movies. So I also hopefully just, they do that right. The Suicide Squad plus this, like I just don't even like the way it looks visually. It's too. It looks too comic booky, yeah, too cartoony. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of the way they shoot it, um, and then like the cinematics with all of it. So. Yeah, okay. it's it's not for me, but I'll see it. You'll see it once at least. Okay. Um, and then I want to get into something like this is an interesting trailer. I just think it looks really fucking good, and I'm excited for it. Uh, Brandon just saw it, I think, for the first time earlier today, right? Yes, sir. So uh, Uncut Gems. Um, it was kind of announced that this was dropping this trailer. We knew Adam Sandler was in it. It's, it has gotten early Oscar buzz and... Um, even more so Adam Sandler's role. So um, Adam Sandler's character appears to be some big shot gambler. Uh, he says, I made a crazy risk, a gamble, and it's about to pay off. Kevin Garnett seems to have a role in this movie somehow. Uh, we can hear Sandler making a bet on the Gar- on Garnett and the Celtics. A mobster-sounding guy says, you're taking my money all over town, placing bets. Then we see Sandler getting punched in the face in broad daylight. Uh, it also appears Sandler's character is having marriage problems. Um, it appears that we might get either new music from Travis Scott and or The Weeknd. And The Weeknd actually looks like he's going to appear in this movie. Maybe have a role. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It it looks dope, honestly, I think, in my opinion. Um, I'm here for it. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, no, it looks really good. Um, is this Adam Sandler? Let me go get an Oscar real quick, and then I'm going back to making like 15 straight shitty movies. <laughs> Maybe. Be Honestly, like, he just wants I, that one. He yeah, wants that trophy. I feel like he's doing this in the, just to be like, fuck y'all. I can do this whenever the fuck I want. Maybe. I can make great movies. Now I'm going to go back to making a shit ton of money and filming movies in Hawaii. Just based on like the trailer, obviously we haven't seen the movie, but do you think that this looks like an Oscar-y type role and movie. Yeah, it it depends on it's. This is this is one of those movies that's going to solely be. It's it's only going to be good if they have a really good script. If it's really well written, mm-hmm. it'll work. If the script is too like, we're trying to be like Goodfellas or we're trying to be like The Departed, it's not going to work. Like, it can't be an imitation of right. a mob movie. It has to be its own thing. It has to be well-written. It has to be hard-hitting. Um, if Let, they can do that, then, yeah. I, then I think this, this well, has let's, all Let's kind of predict what the movie's even going to be about. Like, I don't know. It's weird because, obviously, Garnett is retired, but he's still on the Celtics kind of in the movie. So Yeah, it's it's got to be is, back in 2000. Yeah, so I would... Time frame. Do we think that... He's working with Garnett to like fix games or yeah, something. That's what it feels like, like to money me. laundering or something because he's taking other people's money and like yeah. making big bets. Yeah, I don't really. Like he maybe has like a jewelry store or something. Yeah, the uncut the gems part because there was one little clip in the trailer where it there was an actual gem and Garnett was like bidding on it. Yeah. So that part was weird, but. Yeah, there's definitely some money laundering or something going on. Something going on. I do. Lakeith Stanfield's in it. Um, 
I don't know. I'm all here for it. The music is cool. A24 is the production company, and they're usually really. They good. do some good shit. They do Euphoria. It kind of felt like those. The visuals felt on the same vibes of a Euphoria. Um, they they do a bunch of other kind of those indie Oscar yeah. fill of a movie. So I'm all here for it. Comes out in December. Really excited for that. So, all right, let's get into some music talk. Um, Kanye West is our first topic of discussion. Real and quick, A24. Yeah. Um, they're doing The Lighthouse. That's okay. the Robert Pattinson. That's another movie. one that people are saying is Oscar worthy. Uh, I would love, love, love to make an A24 fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, they did Midsommar. That movie's had a lot of right. um, award buzz. Hereditary. I think, did they do um, Moonlight? Moonlight. That's Lady Bird. Say. Uh, I know they do Euphoria. Maybe they have a TV division too, but. Eighth grade, um, yep, that was that's another a one that got a lot of buzz. Man, they they're they're killing it right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're one of those where they're almost a must see at this point. Right. Hey, I would love to do it. Yep. I'm here. Okay. Um, let's get into some Kanye West. Right. Uh, in a, great. In a video that a fan caught while at an event, Kanye West announced that his upcoming album, Jesus is King, would be dropping September 27th. Um, let me check the calendar real quick. It is uh, October 22nd as we speak. So that came and went. Um, his wife, Kim Kardashian, posted a track list that fueled these rumors. Like I said, tw- September 27th came and went. Still no album. Kanye tweeted yesterday the release date is going to be October 25th. Now that's also there's also now you you probably I, I say that and you're probably like yeah he's fucking lying it's not gonna happen. But there's a pre-order link on his website, so that kind of makes me think we're actually going to get this album on Friday. The album is supposed to reunite Clips, which is Pusha T and his brother No Malice, along with other rumored. Features from Kenny G, Young Thug, Ty Dolla Sign, Nicki Minaj, and more. Uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, first of all, are you even excited for this album? Well, let's start with what's my number one uh, pet peeve about rap music, yep. Trey? They put out a release date and they don't fucking stick to it. Exactly. Kanye is notorious. Kanye and Lil Wayne are the top two people to do that. Absolutely. So absolutely annoying. Okay, so that's my. That's just. First and foremost. So you already have a bad taste in your mouth going in. Yes. Yep. Okay. I feel you. Let me... Um, hold on one second. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the the uh, outline real quick. The other thing is um, this man came out and said that he wanted to quit rap music because he said it's the devil's music. Mm-hmm. Let's go check, take a peek at his uh, some of his lyrics. Yeah. Let's not act like this may have been holy his whole life, okay? <laughs> Just because you put on a red hat don't make you a savior. Shit. So, damn, you had to go there on us, huh? I did. <laughs> Fuck. So, so, so no. You can't you can't you can't do that. You can't be in the game for so long and then just shit on it like that and act like you have some moral high ground. Kind of it kind of going back to the Scarsese thing. Yeah. A little bit, but I take not, Scarsese yeah, over not, Kanye. Not, but someone's in, way the, in more their respective than art the forms. <laughs> yeah, someone's way more credible than the other. So that bothers me. Um, as far as the music, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. If it's just gonna be him singing for eight tracks, I don't really care to hear it. Well, here's my here's gonna be my hot take before the rumors came out. There was like clips and 
Um, all these other features are going to be on it. I genuinely thought before I really like got any other, you know, pieces of the puzzle that this. So if you go back and kind of sift through Twitter and see the clips of sun, the, his Sunday service, so he's he for a while now he's been kind of performing. Um, these Sunday services, I don't know if it's his own church or whatever the fuck, but um, he always plays on his little beat pad, yeah. these kind of the, the loops of kind of soulful samples and beats, which are cool. I mean, it's definitely cool to vibe to. So my hot take was going to be that that's what we're going to get. We're not going to get lyrics. We're not going to get anything. We're going to get soulful samples over production. Like that's what I Wouldn't thought. That be something. That would be piss a lot of fucking people off. I'm sure it would sound cool, but a lot of people when a Kanye what uh, Kanye West album drops, people have very high expectations. Now with the r- rumors of the clips featuring the Young Thug, Nicki, all that, I I don't think that's where we're gonna, I think we're going to get an actual album. Um, I thought Nicki retired. Yeah, I probably not. It's like every rapper that retires. Um. It, now, if we get, you know, a full album of ultralight beams, I'm all for it. I'm 100% here for it. But um, if we get this this rush piece of shit that um, put you put Jesus on it and, like, that is going to attract the Christians to it, I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> um, I, You're not Jesus people? I mean, I, I'm all for, like <laughs> like, the faith and all that, but, like... I'm here for storytelling. I'm here to be moved by fucking music. Like, give me something good. Don't give me this piece of shit, you know. So, on the one hand, if it wasn't ready on September 7th, I'm glad that he waited. I hope it's going to be ready fucking Friday. But, I don't know. Like I said, if it's going to be ultra an album full of different ultralight beams, like I think that would be cool. But... I don't know. I'm nervous. That's I don't. I don't know if we're gonna. Part get about it. this is, didn't he perform this live the night it was supposed to drop? Right. In yes. Chicago. Yeah. Or L.A. or something. Uh, I think it was actually Detroit. But same um, difference. Yeah. So, and I know Kanye is notorious for like sh- sharing his quote unquote albums with people, and then what he shared with them is completely different than what the audi- like the yeah. full the mainstream audience gets. So maybe he f- said fuck that, or maybe he did new versions of those songs. Who knows? That man probably walked in there and did Jesus walks ten times and acted like it was new music. That could very well be too. Yeah. There's also <sighs> a film that is associated with this. I think it's playing in Waukee. Yeah, I, I saw you tweet that at me, or you sent that. All right, to yeah, me. I sent it to you. Um, I looked, and it's only 38 minutes, so probably not worth my time. Yeah. I'll be straight honest, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Oh, like of course I'll listen to it. Right, it's not going to be like a like top you're of my waiting to-do list. waiting at midnight to for it to drop. Yeah. Okay. This well, is just like his last two albums now, plus all of the stuff that he made in Montana that wasn't technically his, but he produced, has just been so damn sloppy. Eh, ex- d- except for Pusha. The put yeah okay, but fair. But it's the rest of it has just been so damn sloppy. Even with uh, Kid See Ghost, like, it, are you saying Kid See Ghost and Yay as his last two albums, or are you yeah, including yeah. the Life of Pablo? No, Yay too. Okay. I mean, Life of Pablo. I like was Life kind of, of Pablo. A weird drop too. Oh, it, it was sloppy. Yeah, but, but the that's album I mean. itself that's, was no, good. That's what I mean. I'm not talking about the quality of the album. Gotcha, I'm talking gotcha, about gotcha. just the rollout. Okay, okay. That like it makes me so just 
like uninterested. Oh yeah, no, it definitely leaves a bad taste in but, my mouth. And like these fucking you just rollouts lose are all of the hype. Like it, it just, I, I can't get up for it. Like I feel you. Like that, that's it's to the point with almost everyone now. When they're like, I won't come in this date. Like I don't care that you have it on Twitter for three years. Like until I see it, that's when I'll fucking believe. <laughs> right. It. And I'm not gonna get too excited about it until it's on fucking Apple Music. Right. I all I have a fucking like a. Um, theory and a method when an album is announced that ain't the announcement when you get the cover art and the track list yeah. that's when you know it's really coming yeah right and a pre-order link so yeah there's there's a method to the madness but okay let's move on we still have a little bit to talk about uh is new frank ocean on the way frank one song last night right yep so frank seems like quite the private guy, so when new music services or his name is over social media, feels like something might be on the horizon. Reports surfaced about a month ago that Frank has been working on a new album that's uh, inspired by, quote, Detroit, Chicago, techno, house, and French electronic. Kind of a weird <laughs> combination. Whatever the fuck that means. Right. <laughs> so uh, Frank Ocean recently hosted a new episode of Blonded, on Beats One Radio, uh, mul- multiple videos have surfaced on the internet, which appear to preview new music by Frank Ocean. The songs are supposedly called "Dear April" and "Cayendo." Cayendo. Uh, he also dropped a new single "DHL" on streaming platforms. Have you listened? I have not yet. Okay, I don't know if you like it. I'll be honest, but it's it's <laughs> definitely a trip. It's vibe. Uh, is it Detroit, Chicago? Yeah, French all that. Yeah, that's exactly what I got when I listened. <laughs> no, it was weird. Um, definitely explores his bisexuality. Let me just say. Yeah, I've never really been. Uh, and this might be hot take city, but I've never really been a huge Frank Ocean fan. Like, I dig his voice, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never really know. been. That a huge... kind of is a hot take because Blonde is fucking amazing. Yeah. But it's okay. Teach their own. Um, let me just kind of say this cause I haven't seen it been discussed on Twitter, but this is just something I noticed. There are 13 symbols on the bottom right corner of the singles artwork on DHL. The fourth one from the left is highlighted on the artwork. So this is my theory. Could this mean a 13 track album is on the way and this is like the first single? Hmm? You heard it first on, are you entertained baby? I like it. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you: Do you think we will get a new Frank Ocean album in 2019? I don't know. He's so it's so hard it's to so know. So hard him. to predict with uh, this man. He's one of the most like private, right. human beings that like. I think you he just, fi- he has an Instagram, but that's it. Yeah, like you just never know with him if anything's dropping when you're getting it. If he does drop it, we're not hearing from him again until like 2027. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, it, it's it's like I can't even predict. Like I I have no opinion. Something tells me something's on the way, especially when when you're in, in magazines yeah, giving interviews. Yeah, but how long has it been? How long, what, what was Blonde? Was that 2017? Uh, I want to say it was maybe 2016. Yeah. Okay. So, like, it's been three years. Yeah. Something should be on the fucking way. 
Right. But like when? Like right. that's what I mean. Like, right. like I'm sure something's on the way. It's just it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, cuz he I mean, throughout these 3 years that we've been waiting since Blonde, he has put out like a little handful of like singles that are really fucking good. Right. But um I mean, we all just want a fucking album. <laughs> you know? Like we just want an album. Exactly. So, I don't know. I hope we get it before uh 2020 drops, but you never fucking know with Frank Ocean. Here's another one. Joe Budden called Logic, quote, easily one of the worst rappers to ever grace a microphone. Logic has yet to respond. A lot of discussions on the socials about this. What's your take here? Um, yeah, a lot of people don't like Logic. Right. That's fine. You know, teach their own. If that's not your type of music, fine. I just don't get Two it, things. though. Two things. Yeah. Because okay. Joe Budden also said that the last 10 years, he's made better music than Eminem. Okay. Or he said more than Eminem. Uh, whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. Two things. One, this man has a, a, a podcast, a YouTube show that he just wants to pump ratings to. He's going to say some dumb right. shit. Okay. Two, why are we acting like Joe Budden is a fucking authority in rap music? All right. The man is not a good rapper. Okay. Right. Like, why do we? Why do people listen to him like he's out here speaking gospel? Yeah. Like, he's got some insight. Like, no. He yeah. did a really cool breakdown of the Drake and Kanye beef. Really cool. I'll admit, I listened to it. It was really awesome to listen to. <laughs> but outside of that, I don't give a fuck what this man has to talk about. He's a terrible rapper. And you know what? <laughs> He's also not a very good human being. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> is it just me, or does it feel like this thick layer of toxicity always is surrounding? Like, always. I feel like he always, always not is shitting on so many people. Yeah, he's always I remember beefing. randomly pressing play on an interview. It might have been his podcast, but it was a video of uh, him interviewing Chance the Rapper. And this man was, for lack of a better word, making fun of Chance the Rapper for being a nice person. He said something like, oh, man, you're, you're known for all this charity work. You're known for being nice in the interviews. Like, like doesn't that seem corny? I'm just like, what fucking what day, for what day are we living in <laughs> when being nice is fucking corny? I fucking hate that when yeah, people associate hit, that. You hit a woman, okay? So, like, isn't that corny? That's corny to me. Yeah, it's just like this man. I, I I just I hate when people are just negative all the time. I yeah. just hate it. He's just looking, for and the, it just seems like Joe Budden is that way. Yeah, he's looking. For I don't the know the man, the but this it is seems a man who on uh, when they did a uh, slaughterhouse, uh, shady record, uh, cipher. The man basically called out the whole group for not being there to support him as a man when he was going through some shit. So, like, he's just always trying to stir the fucking pot. It's all about me. Yeah, it's always him. about him. Right. Goddamn, hate to see that. Why do you think Logic does get so much hate? Do you think it's because the fact that it seems like he's a nice guy and he's preaching peace, love, positivity? No. And that seems corny? I mean, I, I just, I don't, like, let me say this. Logic is one of my favorite artists. His music and the the more recent music that he's put out has not been my favorite. I'll be the first to admit it. But like his Young Sinatra series, the mixtapes were amazing. Under Pressure is one of my favorite albums. Period. Um, I mean, the Incredible True Story is fun. Um, everybody was kind of different and explored some yeah. some uh, themes. The Bobby Tarantino suck. Bobby Tarantino like. I think he's trying to appeal to like everybody and he so he has his Bobby Tarantino for the trap fans. He has the Young Sinatra for the boom bap lyrical fans. Um so I think he's trying to hit all the audiences. 
but I think that's diluting the quality of his music, especially with this uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I'm just not a big fan of it. There's a couple songs on it that I like. Yeah. The one with Eminem's good. Uh, the single Confessions uh, of a Dangerous Mind I enjoyed. But overall, I, I just yeah. think he, he became what he despised and what he rapped about. There was uh, this one line that I can I can't remember off the top of my head, but he said it in I Am the Greatest where he basically says – um, it's all good, but these people do not give a fuck. Like talking about like, po- like fucking bitches and popping pills and yeah. drinking and shit. Like it feels like that's what he has become, especially on like, I don't know. It just, yeah. it feels like he's making music to make bangers and make trap songs now. Almost like which, a sellout, um, which that's okay. But I don't know. Bring it back to me on this no pressure album that I'm pretty sure is coming soon. Um, this is supposed to be the sequel of under pressure. Like, yeah. Okay, so bring it back. I have two theories as to why people don't like logic or don't, okay, don't let's hear it. Don't fuck with logic. <laughs> All right. One, I think people get tired of the uh, white rapper versus black rapper. What am I? Like he talks about yeah. his race a lot. Right. I think that rubs people the wrong way. Right. Um, so I think that's half of the equation. The other half is the dude for the most part of his career has been a very inspirational rapper um in the sense that he's always trying it's peace love positivity right um and that too just rubs people the wrong way a lot of people for rap it's um take it back to like the og days of rap it's about going through a struggle it's about grinding it's it's about fuck the police you know it's about you know for most of the point it's like negative shit that you're rapping about and going through Mm -hmm. and struggling through um, and I think for most people, like that, just seems like almost popcorn rap to them. Is yeah. When you talk with a positive light like that, and now everybody's all about the trap shit. So he it's doesn't do he doesn't do trap music near as well as you know the, the young the, Sinatra, the other the lyrical do. shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I feel you. But I mean, let's not act like Joe Budden is. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. Um, let's keep it going. Uh, a T, this one can be kind of short. Uh, a T, is a TDE compilation on the way. A TDE producer tweeted a picture that read with the caption, or the picture itself said, Top Dog Entertainment, Los Angeles, California, established 2004, with the caption, The Almighty. Uh, a TDE rapper also tweeted the whole gang in the studio for the next month. Led a lot of people to speculate that uh, TDE compilation album is on the way. Do you think we will get a like a full TDE album, or do you think these respective artists are working on individual albums? No, I would guess it's a compilation album. Ooh, baby! Doesn't this feel like a direct response to Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers three? Yeah, but feels I think- like Dreamville's running twenty nineteen. Um, yeah. Do you think TDE? It's trying to combat this, but I, but I think it for them. I, like I honestly think it's more friendly competition. Oh, totally, than, totally, than, totally. Than like, uh, yeah, they're not beefing. I, right, right. Yeah. No, but like, it, like to me, I don't think it's a direct response. I think it's just, all right, well, they did it. Let's do it. And let's sure. See who you know who does it better. Okay. Which one ultimately, if the if they do come out with a compilation, which one do you think will be better? It's tough. That's real tough. Because I really enjoyed uh, Revenge of the Dreamers, but I ultimately I think TDEs will probably be better. Top talent, yeah. But but Dreamville is on their way. They have JID, yeah. Earth Gang's fucking amazing. Boz is good. Like Ari Ari Lennox is going to be a star. Like they're going to compete, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I hope that 
they don't even have to compete. I hope they collab. Like, wouldn't it be dope if they did their own and then they did one where it was like, like verses, and they did like both of them like yeah. on the same. So that like, shit would be fucking like you, amazing. You that would be an event, dude. It's like J Cole versus K Dot. That would be an event. That would be fucking sweet. That would be like nothing. I don't think we've ever seen in right. hip hop. Like that'd be wild. Hey, you heard it again for three firsts that I can think of on this fucking podcast that we're just giving you gems, baby. Let's get this bread. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Tyler, the creator said, now this is part of a, like a fuller quote, but I pulled it and I just to talk about it. So I don't even know the album that they're talking about, but he says, my cousin bought that album when it came out and it wasn't up until two years ago in 2017 when I realized what the lyrics were saying. I love the beat and the chords and the melody, but I never paid attention to the lyrics. I think everyone pays attention to different parts. It's songs. Can you I, can, can you pause real quick? What, yeah, what is he talking about? What album? That that I don't know. Um, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I pull I pulled it from a story, and it's about like a bigger issue. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So uh, he says, I think everyone pays attention to different parts. It's it's songs I have that are horrible lyrically, like really bad. But I just like the notes and the background so much that I listen to it and I love it. Then I listen to the flow and the melody and the runs. Uh, second that's what really makes me know then i listen to the lyrics sound is way more important to me personally so what's your take on this it's uh it feels like it's lyrics versus kind of the sonics and what do you believe is more important can we is there a happy medium yeah there can be to me i'm always going to gravitate more towards the lyrics than the sound but Um, it feels like with this new generation of like hip-hop it seems more like the beats so that's why I bring it up. Yeah, um, and, and and to each their own. Uh, music is you digest it however you want. You, true. You you like what you like, um, and I'm not gonna hate on anybody for that. Um, but to me personally, I'll I'll always take good lyrics over a good sound. I would agree with that. I think it's interesting though because Tyler the Creator seemed to mesh both of them beautifully, especially with this Igor album that I. It's definitely going to be on my top 10 list um, at in December when we do our top 10s. But I think he capitalized on basically what he said here. Um, the album itself is like, it's hard to pull like specific lyrics from it. Like there are like some good lyrics on it, but it's more so about the sound. It's more so about the track list names, if you say, and like the story that each of them tell. Um, cohesively like it's a story about heartbreak and each sound of the song kind of like pieces together in a story um, in an overarching story it's kind of hard to describe without like actually listening to it but I don't know like I think especially with the Igor album he capitalized on exactly this quote what he was saying like it's not the best lyrically but sonically and the way it's pieced together it's a beautiful fucking album did you like Igor? Uh, I uh, that's on my to do list. I actually have not listened to that. Really, I've been the whole that one. You've seen, you've heard some songs. Though, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like you've uh, heard Earthquake. And yeah, shit. yeah. I just haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Yeah, you'll have to check. That I want to listen to it uh, front to back. So right, right. I've okay. been saving that one. All right. Well, you'll hear Brandon's take on a later podcast. All right. Let's get into just some quick album breakdowns, album reviews. Um, these are kind of not old, but these have cu- these have been out for a little while now. 
Um, we It's been a while since our last OG podcast, so we wanted to break down two of the big ones that we've been listening to. First one on the slate, Earth Gang, Mirrorland. Uh, what are some of your favorite songs, beats, features, the whole nine yards? What did you think of this album? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, top Down. Top Down's Fire. La La Challenge. La La Challenge. Up is, is amazing. A fucking amazing. Yeah, Up's probably my favorite. Up is really good, dude. Um, what do you think here? Did you, did this album like exceed your expectations? Was it right on par? Um, yeah, I didn't I really have. I, so obviously, Earth Gang, we heard a little bit from them on um, Revenge of the Dreamers. Yep, so, yep. Like, like I didn't really have meant, like much for expectations. Yeah, this is the first like full length project that I've listened. I, they have albums that have been out. I just. Right. This is my first album that I've listened to them. Right. So, so like I, the expectations weren't weren't really there for me. Um, but but it was good. It was really good. It, it's one of those where, um, I don't know how much I'll listen to this specific album, um, over and over again. But their next album, I'll I'll be sure to check out now because I did like this album. Right. Right. Um, a lot of people compare them to Outkast. They're they're a duo from Atlanta, much like Outkast. Um. They have gone on record and say that they don't want to be compared to Outkast. I think they like they obviously like Outkast and they pay homage, but they want to stand on their own. They want to be their own thing, and they're one of the most unique groups that I have heard in a long fucking time. Um, their voices are just right, so different, right? They're just so weird and unique, and they do their own thing. Like Johnny Venus, who they have like I don't know, I don't know if they have alter egos, but one is. I thought he was Johnny Venus, but I think he's also known as Ulu. Olu. And, uh, yeah, so one of the, like, I think Johnny Venus, I don't know if his alter ego is Ulu, and then Dr. Doc is, wow, great. I don't know. I don't. I don't know their like what they go by specifically, but all I know is they're fucking unique. They're good. They're, I really enjoy this album. Um I, top to bottom, I think this is going to be a top ten album for me. I think um, if not, it'll be high on the honorable mention list. Um, I'm a big fan of. Uh, let's see here, the top. Honestly, the top like seven songs are really good. Um, I I really enjoy Wings, the last song on there. They have some interesting features. Like they could have got way bigger features, but I think. They wanted to stand out on their own as a duo. They got Young Thug, T Pain, Kalani. Um, they could have easily. I I think in the future it would be fucking sweet if they got Outcast and they did a song with Outcast. That would be really fucking yeah, cool. Don't fuck with each other no more though. Right, but to reunite them with a duo from Atlanta, like how cool would that be? Um, I don't know. So I think they have enormous potential. Um, they're just really unique and cool. So if you haven't heard that one, go check her out. Let's move right into another album that I think dropped on the same day, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Uh, Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding. Let's do the favorite out, al- the favorite song, beat, feature, all that. What do you think about this album? I, I enjoyed this album a lot. Um, okay. Hollywood's Bleeding, just from the get-go, great the song. song. Yeah, um, the song is awesome. Circles was amazing. I think Circles has before. probably my my favorite. Uh, I mean, Take what you want is probably my favorite. The one with Ozzy. Yeah. The one with Dude, Ozzy is Ozzy so amazing. Killed it, man. Dude, he did. I love I love his voice. 
I feel you crumble <laughs> in my arms. <laughs> Shout out to Ozzy, it. man. That was, that, was, that was good. That was good. Sunflower, obviously, another one we had already heard. Right. Uh, but that was really good. Uh, I actually like Die For Me quite a bit, too. Uh, the one with yeah, uh, the Future, future. and Halsey. Um, I know you don't like it, but I'm a big fan of Allergic. Yeah, that I was like my that least one. favorite on the whole album. Yeah, I, I like it. Allergic! Honestly, the one with the baby's good, Enemies. Yeah. There's some songs I think it's it, th- is take it or leave it for me. I think it, it this the album is a little bit bloated like I think yeah. it could do um you, he could have cut some songs. But it's that's good. like every posty album, man. They're, they're, it's a streaming it's, age album. It's, it's like always, Chance the Rapper's album. But but it's always posty. I mean, let's, let, I'm looking back through it. Stoney's 18. Right. Uh Beerbongs and Bentley's was 18. Mm-hmm. What was this one? 18, 17. 17. So like he he just he does really long. He's a he's a streaming age artist, yeah. which it feels like they put out more songs to get more streams. I yeah. get it, but I don't know. It's a good album. Um, it might make the top ten. It it it's good. It, yeah. It's really good. Um, the the argument that I would say is it, I I can't decide if it's if it's fluff good or if it's like actual good i just i don't know if he evolved any from yeah. beer bongs and bentleys to this yeah. i compared the evo- the evolving kind of to astral world now i think astral world is definitely better than this album but um i don't know i i just i don't think he evolved any it's it's good music like i think he shines when he sings and i think he's learning that i think it it shows on this album, but um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a little yeah. bloated. It, it felt like a little bit of a just a tiny bit darker version of Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That's fair. To me. I like I like that take. I like that take. Um, and yeah, I, there's there's some really fucking good songs that are probably beyond my top songs of the year, like Circles, maybe the Ozzy one. Um, just yeah, it, it's just. He makes good music. He does. Whether it's like like it's easy to listen to exactly. music. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. Right. Right. So all right, that's our music take. Um I just want if if you want to a brief World Series preview. I think it might be happening as we speak. Yeah. The first Astros game. are up two one right now. Okay, are they? Yeah. Um who do you have winning this whole World Series? Yeah. What do you what do you expect from this? I think the Astros will win. So it's win. Astros Nationals. Astros Nationals. I think the Astros will win the World Series. I, I like it to go six or seven. Um the Astro or the Nationals actually have a pitching staff that stacks up well with um the top three of the Astros. Um okay. so the Nationals are really fucking hot though, right they now. Are hot. But great, they they've hot, had a week off. They had a right? week but off, so that it, it almost hurts them. Right. Um I just think the Astros' offense is a little bit too much for 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 uh, the Nationals, um, so I, I think the Astros win. Um, but okay. I, think, I think it goes six or seven. Should be a fun one. Yeah, I think it'll, I think they'll all be pretty good games for the most part. Probably Hopefully. probably very low scoring um, with how good the pitching staffs are. But both both teams' bullpens aren't very good, so huh. um, you might see. So they kind of stack up see, well against each yeah, other. Yeah, you might see more runs late in the game than you do early. Huh. There you go. You have it uh, from our sports guru, young Brandon. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for you guys. Thank you for sticking around. I know it's been a long one. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. We always like to give our fucking big-ass takes. So uh, thank you for rocking with us. Please tell your friends. Please share the podcast. Um, We want to take over the world, so uh, let's get this bread. 
As always, I'm Trey Lesio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere, and we will be back for more. Stay safe.